0: Are listening to the Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. And remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com where you can access the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is the Chomp Cast. And also remember, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can now at www.patreon.com/swordchomp. Look for our special VIP tier. Summer is here in full swing this week, especially on the Chomp Cast, as we begin our Summer of Guests. Um, as we have the creator of the Sword Chomp logo, designer, artist, and friend Jason Roberts will be joining us uh, here shortly um, to discuss all sorts of glorious topics. Uh, so it's going to be a great show, including bold E3 predictions and hopes. Um, we have poll results from the at Instagram page for various polls. We run every Tuesday, like this week's the new Pokemon game for the switch. We're going to talk about that. The new pokeball controller for that game, our sexy ass logo, which is appropriate for this show and our special guest far cry five co-op Twitch possibilities. Um, we have some interesting tongue action in our bio break, our science portion of the show. If we have time, we're gonna to get to a little bit of Detroit become human first impressions um, if time permits there, so that should be really interesting. Uh, the topic of the show this week is pets or animal companions in video games. Some of our favorite examples, um, moral dilemmas about raising a creature and sending it out to battle, things like that. It's gonna be a pretty fun uh, topic in general, one that I'm pretty passionate about. And of course, you know, as I mentioned before, it's, it's pre E3 week. So we, ha- we have those E3 predictions or discussions. Uh, this is our jam packed pre E3 show. As E3, we're recording this early on a Saturday morning. So E3 is actually going to be starting today. I think EA has its first press conference. So next week, we'll have all sorts of stuff to report back on. Um, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great show. But let's get to some intros, including our special guest today, our first guest host in the summer of guests here at sword chomp our good friend jason roberts designer of the sword chomp logos the dagger Tooth. um his art is the face of our growing world of content um have you been jason long time to talk
1: yeah i've been pretty good um yeah it's been been quite a while Uh, glad to be back um yeah yeah been good been good
0: do you like that your your art is the face you are the face of sword chomp whether you like it or not i'm sorry
1: yeah (laughs) yeah um as long as you guys don't do anything like seriously controversial and piss the world off, then uh then yeah, that's cool. I'm I'm happy to be the face of Sword Chomp. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: can't promise that. I can tell you this. You're the face and um I'm definitely the ass of Sword Chomp. So <laughs> that's <laughs> we we'll, uh-huh. we'll Yeah, you said it. you said that. <laughs> yeah. Um No, I'm glad you're here. Actually, in honor of you being here is one of the polls I ran this week. Um Not even like an arrogant thing either. Like, I'm always so happy about our logo every time I look at it. Rocking the special Sword Chomp t-shirt today with your logo on it. But, um, yeah, one of the polls I ran this week in your honor was uh, just asking people if we have the coolest logo in the game. Do we have the sexiest logo in the game? Uh, And it came back like over 70% of people said, yeah, which is pretty cool. Of all the logos out there, Jason, in the gaming world, and a lot of our fans are subscribers to many of those other people, they think our logo is the coolest.
1: No, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. I was I I was pleased. You sent me the the little screenshot of that, so yeah. No, it was um it's always one of those weird things because obviously, you know, doing creative work and stuff, you you're kind of quite isolated sometimes. I mean, especially as, you know, I'm a freelancer, so um mm, yeah. just doing this stuff and you know, sending it to clients and you don't know sometimes if you guys are just being like super polite and just telling me, Yeah, yeah, it looks great and but no, it's it's cool when, <laughs> when people kind of outside of that, you know.
0: Um yeah yeah I
2: actually you like this stuff. the stuff reac- yeah It's
0: good yeah, it's like a genuine reaction and and that's something I hear a lot a lot of personal messages about it it's It's just a cool thing, of course, you know it could have came back you know five percent yes ninety five percent no, but you know, I was confident I believed in the logo, so um <laughs> how could you not like it? it's great, but uh yeah i'm I'm glad you're here um we it's we, it was definitely we, we didn't have any problems switching our schedules around uh to for you to be here so um. Although we're, we're going to give Shay some shit when he does show up, because you know yeah. Shay's late again. Every time you're here, Jason, there's something, something about it. So, um, when yeah, Shay maybe does, he's afraid of me. He's, <laughs> he gets too excited. Yeah, he gets the nerves. You know, he's a he's a big fan. Yeah. So Um. Anyways, glad Makes you're an here yeah. <laughs> to talk all sorts of cool stuff with us. Um. I want to introduce, of course, the the. You're the co-host you know and love and probably are familiar with as well. Up first, Uh, the Filipino Johnny Depp from Texas. Uh, Of course, uh, Fish is here. Anthony Fisher. And Fish, I was actually thinking about this, man. Mm -hmm. How weird this is. Can you imagine? So, uh, as you guys know, I'm going to a wedding here in a little bit. I was telling you guys about this beforehand. Um, And I was thinking about this because this couple, they're, you know, a pretty bold couple. I was learning a little bit about them. They're kind of a distant... uh, friend of my fiance. So that's why I don't really know them that well. Um, they're having a huge wedding, right fish. And they're one of the things they're doing, they're very religious. So they're practicing, um, they're very upfront about their abstinence. So like their wedding night will actually be the first time they're able to make love with each other, Wow! which that's a, that's a bold move right there. Um, regardless of religion, I mean, to, uh, to, to eat the line, I started thinking about like how that just wouldn't work for us fish, because if, a, a woman waited their whole life um for that special moment, and they get married and right. you're you're in the room you had this great beautiful day, the festivities, the family, the anticipation doing it the right way, and then you slip down your pants and they find out they've been waiting forever for that little micro penis of yours i mean like <laughs> can, can you imagine the disappointment
3: that's just just Oh, rolling yeah. across their face i'd imagine they'd at least be able to see each other's goods unless <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know they, they can't at least it's like shopping in a store they can pick out and see oh oh that that looks a little bruised and tiny i don't not ripe is it <laughs> there's still some growing going on <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's, it's honestly, you're right though. I was telling her,
0: I was like, you know what? They're saying that people, but I bet, I bet they're sneaking the goods in. I bet they're doing something like you have to be pretty, pretty brave in today's world to, uh, to hold off. But Hey, props to, if you can Mm -hmm. do it, if that's something you believe in, this is not a judgment. It's just sort of like a, Holy shit. That's that, that takes some, some bravery to do, you know? Right. Um, right. Just wouldn't work for us fish. That's what I thought the whole time. Me and fish. You know, all we have is disappointment down there. You need to try our goods before you sign up for that long-term <laughs> deal. You don't want to walk yourself into that. like um, yeah. you agree. Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, glad you're here, Fish. And uh, excited to get some E3 predictions with you, among other things. Um, did you get ch- Did you get Detroit yet or no? I did, yeah. Okay. I picked
3: it up okay. last night and put in
0: about three hours into it. Okay. Okay. Cool. We can get some first impressions there. Very nice. Um, Josh is here, of course. Uh, the one and only from Michigan. Um, so Josh, uh, I should say Joshua Fowler. For some reason, I always leave off your last name. Uh, try, kind of trying yeah. to keep you anonymous, it's, you know.
4: Yeah. Well, thank you. That. That's, that's thoughtful of you.
0: Yeah. Um, we're talking about pets today, Josh, and we always refer to you as the master. So in many ways, we are we are all your pets. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, although I mean I've been thinking lately three pets is a lot of pets. I mean I don't want people to think I'm weird. I may have to put one of you down. I
3: Oh <laughs> god damn it. I uh, hope it's not me.
4: Well yeah.
0: Shay's late. Can we put him down? Because I feel like <laughs> I feel like I've earned it the... <laughs> uh, What what do you always call that? Because I have like six pets in real life. What do you call that a what do you got menagerie? Is that what it's called?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um <sighs> Yeah. Look, Shay-, Shay just flung right himself right. I told you he was gonna just insert himself right in here. <laughs> uh, boop. Right in the intro, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, now Shay's general amount of time. I've passed the mantle. That's a. That's a. I don't know if you know that story, um, Jason, but the inside joke for why I have that. Nickname is I had an interview with the composer of Tomb Raider, which I was really excited about, and he told me he was going to be there at um, a certain time GMT, which is you know what Greenwich uh, Greenwich Mean Time. I believe. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh,
4: yeah, we'll let you think some... it's pronounced that way. It's, yeah. it's adorable.
5: <laughs> it's MT Mountain gre- Yeah, GMT. That, that Green Greenwich <laughs> Greenwich.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What is it actually pronounced? You, can, you It's can mountain, mountain Time. Mean, it's Greenwich. Greenwich. Okay.
4: Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah anyways, anyways.
1: Don't, don't get me started on, on names in England, the place names, yeah. Oh, yeah, you there's, some, them as, there's as some, you classics.
4: some classics. Some
1: classics. <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> um, no, I was just going to say, so anyways, the short of it is, I, my mom had always, re- I don't know if it was a joke or a family thing, but she'd always referred to it as General Mountain Time, or at least that's what I processed in my head, which is probably completely wrong, and me being like, "Oh, he's referring to my time to be polite, General Mountain Time," as in like general as in generic Mountain Time. So I thought he meant Mountain Time. I showed up at a completely wrong time, and he was a really nice guy. So I didn't end up botching the interview. We met again the next day, but I could have. And now they always make fun of me and they call me General Mountain Time, which it works. So now I'm just the General <laughs> Mountain Time, you know. Yeah, leaving my, leaving I know. My I,
1: own. I, I did. I did try and figure out because I, I obviously knew of Mountain Time. And then I just thought because you, I don't know, had some sort of like dictatorship kind of going on here and like some sort of military (laughs) kind of leader.
0: Some sort of ego complex. That's where, yeah. I guess in some ways I am, you know, a general as well. Um, So it works. You know, I'm leading my army off the the edge of the cliff, so to speak. Um, You don't really want to get behind me in any (laughs) any shape or fashion. But yeah, it it works. It has a double meaning. So, anyways, if you're listening to the show, that's the reason for that um, as well. but yes, uh, so glad to have you here, Josh. I know Shay kind of slipped right in the intro there. Shay's here. He made it. How are you doing, Shay?
5: I'm doing all right. It's uh, extremely hot in Japan today. Uh, summer has come. I'm pissing sweat right now. Mm. Mm,
0: okay. Not, well, not, not literally, not
5: literally, but uh, figuratively. It's, yeah, it's. I, How would I, you go I, about checking know. that anyway? Um, you what you do is you urinate in a cup <laughs> and then you drink it.
0: Well, I mean, that's, this isn't Waterworld, Shay. You don't have to resort to that. <laughs> there we go. This Never isn't rest. Man versus Wild. <laughs> this is not bad. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Well, I'm glad you actually made it a good time, because I was... As much as I like to give you shit, I was hoping you were
5: going to slip yourself in.
0: I don't want you to miss all the exciting conversation. So uh, <laughs> I,
5: I don't want to miss it either. I, sorry for being late, guys. Yeah. I mixed up the times. It's my fault.
1: Yeah, come so. on, Shay. I've made notes and everything. <laughs>
5: you did. You made really. From what I've heard, you've made Josh really good was... notes, so I'm excited.
1: Well, yeah, some of them were, and then yeah, I'll, I'll let you know later. Anyway, I, I ran into <laughs> okay. some problems with predictions.
5: Mm. Um, mm. You
0: probably
5: yeah, I made uh, more notes than I did because I didn't make
0: any <laughs> notes at all today. Jo- jo- I wonder. Josh said that you were just afraid of the two beards. He said it was a two beard thing, and you just weren't ready for it. So. Can we put That's that fair. to rest? I mean, is there any truth to that at all? Are you picking up some of fish's... exactly? what,
4: exactly?
0: Are you picking up some of fish's, exactly? um, are you, are you fish's pognophobia? How do you pronounce that? Pogonophobia? Is that what it is?
4: Pogonophobia.
0: Pogonophobia? All right. I think it's, I think it's some of bi- <laughs> fish's beard fears transferring over to you. Um, no, Josh was just giving you shit before you came on the, on the show, Shay. He was saying that you didn't want to be here because there was two beards.
5: So. Well, it's a little-known fact that when you uh, combine beard power that there's so much man in a room that fish literally morphs into a woman.
2: So,
4: But <laughs> I, I didn't want I don't want to see well, the transformation that's true. of that occur. Yeah, it's, well it's oh, an e- okay. that's how karma works. It's yeah it's like yeah <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's weird watching it happen yeah. in real time. Just
0: it, it is. It's weird. Like he's already lost the goatee and <laughs> and I see a little cleavage there, so um, yeah, it's like an it's like an equalizer. If there's too much man, you have to get some of that estrogen, t- testosterone, level it out, kind of a thing. So
5: it's true, and it makes so much more sense that he podcasts and uh, where he podcasts. It, it fits mm-hmm. as he undergoes a transformation. Oh yeah, 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 In his daughter's pink room. Yes, your eyelashes say. are. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to rat sure. him out like that because I'm a good friend. You, but, uh, you go right I think, ahead.
0: I think we've mentioned that on the floor. I think his pink room has been mentioned at least at some point, but.
5: Uh, I, I, was, I know, but like continually uh, bringing it up, I don't want to be that friend. Yeah. Well, I will
0: be that friend. That's my job. I know. I to <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Um. Anyways, glad you made it, Shay. And of course, um, I am Morgan Barnes here from Montana. Um, actually, I was telling you, I was going to tell you this before the show, Jason. This isn't too bad. I have been waking up like at five or six every morning to. I mean, we were talking about fishing before the show. Um, Jason was telling us that his, his dad's really into fishing over there um, and, uh, we were just having a little chat, but I, this has been my routine over the past couple of weeks. Far Cry actually inspired me to, um, it's sad that it took a video game to inspire me, but I was doing all the fishing in Far Cry and it made me realize that Montana has a lot of great fishing that I have been ignoring. Um, because I live in a particular, I live in a small town of Montana, Jason, that's like most of the good fishing, you have to travel a good amount of ways to get to,
4: okay. even though
0: there's a, there's a river that runs like right through our, our city. But it's like really muddy and gross and like the fishing there is not great. Anyway, the short of it is I wake up at four or five every morning to go fishing. I found this, this this dam. I call it a secret dam. Basically, I drive five or 10 minutes out of town through this long, windy road. It's just beautiful, like farm country. Like you can just see for miles and miles and miles. The sunsets coming down and it's like this peaceful dam area. And there's like this little rocky cliff that overlooks the water right now because it's really like almost like flooded in there and uh, i've just been fishing like crazy so like i'm i'm okay i woke up this early i'm feeling good about being up super early in the morning ready to go um
1: cool okay i feel a bit less uh, less guilty so that's cool <laughs>
0: <laughs> no need to feel guilty at all um it also gave me a nice way to talk about fishing for a minute so i feel good i hit my fishing quota for the day um but i i'm excited for this show in particular because not not just because the e3 stuff we're talking about but the topic of the show is near and dear to my my heart in particular pets um or games like that like since i was a kid falling in love with something like pokemon i've always loved games where you can grab a, a grab a creature um find a creature raise a creature hatch a creature From like Monster Hunter to Pokemon to everything in between. I know WoW has pets. We're gonna bring up all the examples shortly. But basically, games where you can raise an animal and normally you fight with it by your side. Now there are different examples of games. I'm sure we don't have to have any sort of combat with it, but you know, raising a creature to fight by your side, having a pet of some sorts, Um, and then there's sort of a moral uh, quandary there as well. In some cases, that we'll get to. In fact, uh, the most recent Pokemon game. Actually, address that as well. Just something I wanted to mention here in a little bit. So, yeah, Shay, this was a topic that you you brought up this week. You, um, why was this on your mind, or what made you want to discuss it?
5: I don't know. Like, uh, we've been doing a lot all these bio, bio breaks past year plus, and with the recent announcement of Pokemon and uh, the whole Pokeball controller, I I don't know why, but I. I randomly started thinking about a, a different game, which I will mention later, and then it made me feel like made me think: Man, Is it really ethical to be raising all these creatures, all these various pets and whatnot? And I kind of wrestled with that because last week I didn't—I don't even think I told you guys about this. I went to this animal cafe here in Japan, and uh, it was—it's like this part dog, part cat, part goat, part chicken. Cafe, and it huh. was kind of in the middle of nowhere. And it just all the dogs look like they had mange, and, <laughs> and the cat uh. just did uh. not want to be pet by anything because it probably has been um, pet 1,000 million times today. Oh, yeah, and yeah, and I just was like, all the petting, this is so just like depressing and unethical. Just like these dogs mm. who look like they're all disease ridden, and I was like, huh and then i don't it kind of inspired me to think like in video games like constantly we're like so happy to own these pets and carry these pets along with us but at the same time is it ethical and do why do i enjoy it so much and that's where that inspiration really came from
0: mm-hmm. yeah you know i hear the inside of the pokeball is really cozy but you yeah. know maybe that's just what they're telling us you know i don't who right. <clears throat> Yeah. Who
4: if if, our if I Dream of a... Genie has taught me anything, those Pokeballs are luxurious. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like so to
2: true.
5: think of the Pokeballs as like a Harry Potter type scenario, like where like the head looks small on the outside, and they go in, and it's just large, and there's plenty of food, and uh, there's Ron Weasley in every single Pokeball. Well, you yeah. know, who doesn't <laughs> want Ron Weasley? <laughs> we were making this
4: pokeball. better and better, and then you have to, yeah.
0: Yeah. I was with you until the Weasley. Until the Weasley <laughs> came out, um, Measley, Weasley. The yeah, okay. measly Weasley. Um, well, I mean, uh, so uh, I'll throw it to the uh, guest of our show today first. Um, Jason, I uh, know we were kind of talking about this a little bit. When you when you started thinking about this topic in general, where where did your
1: mind go? Um, I think it was. Um, to me, it was more the kind of way that some games handle the fact that you're actually training um some kind of animal and rather than um kind of giving commands to some sort of game kind of ai that just like listens to your every command regardlessly or whether you know like some games um one particular that came to mind was shadow of the colossus where your horse doesn't kind of respond to your input like perfectly like Mm -hmm. you play Mm -hmm. um you know you play some other games where you're riding a horse or something um Like the first Assassin's Creed, for example, Um, you know you're controlling that horse. You you know, the the moment you press left on on the stick, that horse is probably going to you know follow exactly what what you're doing. And Shadow of the Colossus, there's yeah, yeah, it's (laughs) it's it's, it's a precise kind of input. You know, no different to driving a car in in GTA or you know. Um, So yeah, it was it was one of those things where I was I I started thinking about how how certain games kind of make it feel as if this thing has a mind of its own, but it is trying to (laughs) listen to your commands. Um,
0: I love the idea that the, so yeah, the so... cars in Grand Theft Auto will be ignoring us, like the horse sometimes, mm-hmm. or or <laughs> <Yeah. up> from. <laughs> One day, the the cars will be disobeying
4: us. Yeah, you um, hop in there, hotwire the car, hotwire the car, and then you have to tame it for the next five blocks. Like, yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, kind of give it curb. some
1: positive feedback every time it, it you know yeah. it turns left whoa, 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 whoa. But yeah the whole trico yeah. thing um i think okay. that kind of takes takes it to the, the the kind of place where i feel um you know if you're really into the idea of of kind of training some sort of monster animal kind of fantasy creature thing that's you know to me that that's that's the kind of ultimate idea where you're you, you kind of giving them the same commands and, and over time they start to get used to it. You know, like you would imagine what, you know, the, the perfect idea of having a, a pet dog and you, you you train it, you, you teach it commands and then eventually it kind of kind of picks up on, on what you're trying to teach it. And, and then, you know, listens to you every every single time. Obviously, uh, you know, real animals are a bit different, but yeah. um, you can't, you can't obviously make an animal that obeys you completely in a game because then people would get so annoyed, you know, if, if you had a horse in, in Shadow of the Colossus and you're like, okay, let's go, let's go kill this thing over in this direction, aggro, and then he's like, fuck this, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm going yeah. the other way. And, you know, people, you know, or, or like Pokemon, if you were playing Pokemon and but, you tell, you know, you tell your Pikachu to, to attack and he's like, no, you know, you yeah. got a super disobedient well, sometimes- Pikachu.
0: He can, he can't, they can do that if you're not a high enough level, or if, if yeah. you're a high enough training level, that peak that you can dissipate, but no, that's a good point, like, um, the more that you can, they, they make you empathize a little bit more with the creatures in those two games in particular, um, because they act more like real living creatures instead of just machines, yeah. gives them, uh, uh, you know, realistic tendencies, you start to empathize with them more as real creatures instead of just, um, mm. vessels to take you from your next place to play, so. Mm-hmm. One that really mm-hmm. stuck out to me from my childhood was was Monster Hunter, uh, and we always joke about this in the past because that was a game. I don't know if you remember it, Jason for the PlayStation One, but you could take any like disc that you had,
5: like a CD disc. That's or not Monster Hunter. Uh, a monst- Monster, Monster Rancher. I'm
0: yeah, sorry, yeah, that's Monster yeah, Rancher, that's the one Hunter. I was going to
5: mention actually. Um,
0: that was it. Okay. Um, well, good. We're on the yeah. same page there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah most, sure. Monster Rancher. Monster Rancher, like Shay was saying, had this cool thing where you could put like a CD into your PlayStation and it could turn any music CD or game CD or whatever it was into a random creature. Um, but the oh, hook cool. with monster rancher was that you would actually went through the process of physically training them every day. They'd wake up, you'd feed them and you could do like one training activity a day. Like they could pull rocks or run up a hill or whatever it was. And that affected their overall health. And after a couple years, your monsters could actually die. And I remember like being a kid and like, being like actually kind of scarred like you'd have a, a monster you'd raise it you'd feel the training you'd take it in the tournaments and it would get sick or you'd wake up one day and they were like i'm sorry your, your monster's dead and it was just like fuck i i mean i play pokemon all the time I, my pokemon can't die like it was just like a very like impactful thing and like they were pushing the the training and the actual like life of that um monster in in a more um interest they were focusing on that side of the monster collecting or raising, which I thought was interesting, like which is much like something like a real rancher would deal like deal with in real life. When you're out there dealing with animals, you have to deal with some of the hard decisions about like if they pick up a disease. Um, I I notice a lot because I talk to my my fiance's um, uh, parents. Run a go ahead. What what are you giggling about, Shay?
5: I'm giggling because like you're saying this game is fairly realistic to what a rancher would do. I know I know plenty of ranchers who go to other ranchers and be like. Let's make our cows just beat the shit out of each other. I that's <laughs> such commonplace, so realistic. Let's have More like out you. Know, of it. That's right. Or I just take I just take my livestock searching for ancient relics and lost tombs in the middle of South America because you know that's well, what Like all you take a, do. a
1: James Blunt CD and then and then you've got this like cool mm-hmm. exotic cow that kind of comes from it. And, right. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, what, yeah, what yeah, rancher yeah. doesn't listen to James Blunt? To be honest with you, <laughs> uh,
1: that would be an interesting
0: thing to see. Two two ranchers out there fighting cows. No, I guess I just mean like the the side of it where you have to make um, the they show the internal struggle of it, like you know the raising of the creatures, and then just make hard decisions about uh, you know sort of calling your herd in a way, and the sicknesses can spread, and you have to do what's best for the entire flock or what have you. Like they have to deal with a lot of weird decisions <laughs> that don't you don't think about too much. Um, okay. Uh, as far as the health goes but yeah it focused on the health and the the sadness and the real side of of uh, and sometimes if you worked your monster too hard in that game and they died you felt like it was because you worked them too hard and that added an extra layer of guilt to you like you didn't like you could have a choice like should they sleep today or should i make them train a little harder for that tournament maybe i'll make them train today instead of giving them that sleep like you affected their health in a way that made you feel a little
5: bit um a little sick. So Right. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Yes, no, I I think that check. game did I think that game did a really good job of that. That's why that was the first one that came to my mind. When I like that's that's that that's the game that kind of prompted this whole conversation for me, just because um I would spend hours and hours playing that game. And it was really interesting because you can actually breed monsters and get new monsters as well. Um which is <clears throat> which was a really fun part of the game, like, you know, just mm-hmm. It's it's kind of the same thing as like the Pokedex, just like filling it out. It's kind of the same way with Monster Rancher, just a a different hook to that. And it was weird because some CDs and games would produce a unique monster that you could not get anywhere else. Like you couldn't breed for it, nothing like that. But um, yeah, it was. And what was particularly affecting for me for that game when I was so young, um, you know, like like you said, you spend like each week you can spend doing one training event or you can send them to like a training camp for a whole month. And it was just kind of deciding like how you want to personalize your monster to make them good at what like what things you want them to be good at and then um you know you spend all the, you spend all this time which happens over the span of hours just mm-hmm. raising this thing and getting it to basically listen to you cuz like that's that's the beginning of like any monsters you're you're raising it to basically make it listen to you um like like you would a normal animal or you know anything like that and uh, you build a bond with it even if it's a it's a fucking cartoon in a game you build a bond with it and then when you take it when you take it to a fight and it feels outclassed or under underwhelmed and it's sad i mean you feel bad you feel like you failed as a trainer you know and when you when it's successful you feel like oh wow we did this together type of thing and that that was such a kind of for me that was the first game like the first pet game that really kind of sparked all of that for me and um another another big one that I wanted to mention was actually uh fallout three um dog meat was so huge for me in that game like i always I always mobbed around with dog meat and I always like it got to the point like where I would feel bad setting it and to battle to die that I would set it behind me like so far away so it wouldn't die because i felt so bad because i love that little dog and then uh, wasn't he called mm-hmm. dog meat so because he was just like yeah. Amicia, that wasn't the most efficient
4: until he finally gave dog meat a sniper and then uh <laughs>
5: yeah <laughs> right and, yeah. yeah and dog meat was pretty much yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but no i mean yeah that was the purpose of it but like I didn't mind sending any of my other companions. Like also, like Fox was a tank, so that doesn't matter. But like sending any of the other ones, I give a fuck less. I could die. I could care yeah. less. But the dog, the dog. God forbid, that- I send the dog into a bad situation. Isn't
0: that how movies are too? Like when a human dies, you're like eh. But if, a- and if an animal gets fucked up in a movie, you're like but no. You, you
5: that's watch what I'm I Am about. Legend, and the tears just flow. First time yeah. I watched that in theaters, I was bawling. I was like, what the. What the bug? How
2: would
1: you do this? Well, it's even like people, um, like um, I was playing playing Fallout 4 um, only a few days ago Um, and, you know, like my girlfriend hears me playing, you know, Diablo or, or, you know, any game where you just hear, you know, people just getting slaughtered all the time and there's, you know, horrific sounds and it just kind of becomes background kind of sounds. And dog meat was getting hurt, and you can hear this dog yelping. And she was like, "Oh my god, what the hell is going on in that game?" She was like, "Can you, can you make sure that dog doesn't get hurt anymore? Because I can't deal with you know <laughs> hearing it." And she just, you know, I'm you're I'm right. killing guys, and you know the you know the kind of screaming in pain as you're shooting them and stuff. And that that kind of didn't make any That's impact. Yeah. But she she just could not deal with the fact that mm. I was. I was playing a game and there was a dog clearly in pain and you know, she and that was that wasn't even watching it. She could just hear me playing and she was like, Oh my god, this is, you know, this horrible. Yeah. Um and it just it, it just kind of, yeah. Um even a, a kind of a weird moment when I was like, So you're fine with me <laughs> kind of like you know, you can hear me, you know, mowing <laughs> down enemies in a people, shooter bro. or yeah, you know. Right. You know, in Destiny, I'm killing alien races and stuff. That's all cool. You know, fine. Mass genocide, fine. Don't let the dog get hurt, though. The dog,
5: you know, that's that's God's crossing the line.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, part
5: of that has to do with loyalty, though, doesn't it? Like, if you, if you think about it, like any human in your life, like there's there. Maybe this is a very bleak way of looking at this, <laughs> but like, there's a, there's there's a certain level where you're like, I know you're not going to be loyal to me to a point. Where a dog, that's something completely different. You know, like, just, I don't think that's the whole thing. Obviously, dogs are much more adorable than humans, but I think think that level of loyalty with a pet is so affecting to us, which is why we covet those relationships with pets so much, is because they are so loyal to us.
4: If you spill something, your dog will clean it up off the floor without you even asking. And that's that's really, that's that's all you want out of a relationship with a human. And it's hard to find.
0: <laughs> I know
5: sure as shit uh, whenever I've thrown up that you know, any girlfriend I've ever had doesn't lick it up. No.
0: And and that's why and that's why he's still single. Until he finds that perfect person that's gonna get that up for him. He's he's gonna be all Until
1: Shay gets his dog meat. Oh meat <laughs> dog, whatever the hell it's called.
2: <laughs> Man, dog,
0: until Shay gets his dog meat, yeah. Uh, that's that's a phrase. Um yeah, I put I put dog meat in the that, picture. That, that's something. Of... <laughs> um, yeah, fish. How did you uh, when you started thinking about this topic? Where where did you take it?
3: Um, uh, I went back all the way to 1997 when Digimon came out. Oh, the little okay. Tamagotchi that came out.
0: The first, um, the first real digital pets. That's right. The
3: first, yeah, exactly. Um. Surprisingly, uh, Digimon spawned off of those little handhelds. The whole, you know, anime, all the video games that came on after that, were all spawned off. You know, this little two-inch display on a little, little handheld that you carried in your pocket. And, um, but taking care of those things was, it, it was something different for me as a kid. Like, you know, you look at a Digimon and it's such a shitty re- resolution but eventually you start to build a bond with them you start you know feeding them training them and then eventually like if you find somebody else with the digimon you could battle them and mm-hmm. i thought that was just such a fucking cool idea to be able to you know take it one step further from tamagotchi um and actually uh have your pet interact with other pre- another person's. Uh, Pet, which um, at that time I guess uh, was very much in the same vein of Pokemon as well but yeah I um, always thought that like you know as you go through the day you could always check your pocket and look at your Digimon and uh, feed him train him clean, clean his up poop. his shit yeah, yeah wash him up mm-hmm. uh, and then feed him energy pills yeah that way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he can fight right yeah but, uh, yeah, I, I it, it's weird, like, yeah, having, you know, just this digital pet inside your pocket, but being able to, you know, take care of it throughout the day and kind of check on it, um, not necessarily when you're bored, but, like, when you're just, like, you're curious about it, which is, is a weird feeling whenever, you know, you're that young and you're caring for <laughs> this electronic device, you know, it's just, it's kind of weird, like... <laughs> I uh, I don't know, it's like i, they were I grew training up training you
0: they were training you to be a better pet owner when you got older. It's also Well,
3: I already had pets at that point. Like I had cats and dogs and stuff like that, but like as a kid, like I just thought it was a little weird that I was paying more attention to my Digimon than my cat. You know
0: why? You know? It was self serving because you wanted that thing to kick my ass when we connected Digimons. So
3: that's oh, what yeah, Of what? So what nobody wants to see their Digimon fail in a battle, like no. Especially not let alone
0: yeah.
3: let alone die in battle like that. That
0: oh, they could, huh? That's right. They yeah. could
3: die in battle. Yeah. Yeah, like right after they battle if they lose, and there's a chance that they could die right after it. If you, uh, I don't know what's what's all the hidden values of how they did it or why exactly your Digimon dies, but sometimes it just dies after a yeah. battle. It's like, oh, that battle was just too much for <laughs> too my Digimon. Much. God damn it! Sometimes you then you'd wipe someone
0: me. out too. You you'd kill someone. You'd be like, yeah. What? Die? Did you, Jason? Did you have any like from a Tamagotchi to a GigaPet or a Digimon? Did you have any of those when you were a kid?
1: Um, Tamagotchi.
2: No, because yeah. he's not um, a fucking nerd.
1: Kind of, <laughs> oh, there you should. No Tamagotchi stuff, yeah. Um, and a few kind of like knockoff, like fake kind of Tamagotchi little digital pets and stuff. I didn't actually realize the whole Digimon um, thing uh, that they could die. That's the as a as a kid that that could kind of scare you. That that shit's pretty heavy.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah, it takes days, um, you know, to level them up and everything.
1: But yeah, I remember like having some like little digital pets and I had some friends who yeah, I mean, coming back to to what you guys are saying, like they they cared for those things more than their actual real pets. They, you know, they loved these these things and and if if it died, they were, you know, they were distraught. They, you know, <laughs> it was like yeah. unconsolable friends when when their tiny little kind of little LCD screen I don't know how many pixels wide blurry little thing dies and you know it's like you you feel like this thing is real because you've been caring for it and stuff and i don't know exactly
2: yeah
1: as a kid i never kind of i don't know whether it was purely because i you know looking at the screen i couldn't kind of relate to this little thing but um i never got into them that much um but yeah i mean it was just getting to kind of pokemon games and stuff that's that's when stuff started kind of Kind of really working for me, but yeah, the Tamagotchis oh, the and things step,
0: like that. Yeah. Tamagotchis yeah. the first digital pets. What what about um sorry Fish, I didn't interrupt you. Was there some more you wanted to add on to that whole story as well? I just wanted to get a quick take from the oh, digital.
3: No. no, no yeah, that's a good one though. My take,
0: yeah. Me and Fish used to spend a lot of time together connecting our little Digimons in the in the uh, school playground. In middle school, that's what it was. So mm-hmm. well, yep, yeah, there we go. Talking
5: nerds.
0: <laughs> We were, it's weird fish. Like you thought all the attractive cheerleaders that walked by us when we were touching Digimon would have been really blown away by our, right. our hunger for battle or how we raised them, you know, but it just didn't work out that way. It was just,
3: huh. I could have, I could have sw- sworn I heard one of them walk by and be like, Oh, that's a nice Agamon you got there. <laughs> 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 Agamon.
0: Oh, <come> <laughs> Ooh, look at his Agamon. Mm, He's got a nice drum on. Um, What about you, Josh? When you were thinking about this, uh, this whole pet topic.
4: Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I'd also like to add that you're fucking nerds. um, But (laughs) yes, amen, brother. That hurt, Josh. Did it hurt? hurt? I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. You'll be all right.
3: You know what? I could take it from Shay. You can oh, tell your Tamagotchi
5: Josh. all about it as you're crying. Aw. <laughs> I my mean Digimon,
3: not Tamagotchi. I'm not a fucking nerd.
0: <laughs> yeah, Morgan. <laughs> That's where he draws the line. Uh, Come on. I had the gigapets too That is all, funny but... that you
4: mentioned that though, because there were big rivalries about which one of those digital pets you actually had back yeah. then. Because of that. Like yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: Giga were a little more Americanized, but but re- re- really well done. I had the frog, and then they had the Tamagotchi was a little quirkier, a little weirder, but a little simplified. Mm-hmm. And then of course, yeah, the Digimon's were like the next level of evolution of that. Um, but anyways, those were the first ones. Those were the first digital pets that I can think of, really. Um, and it sort of spawned into the Pokemon yeah. era. Maybe there's yeah, I mean you pets, can think of
4: pets as such. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean there were things before that, but not not anything actually took care of so much. Um, yeah, I never really got into those. My sister had okay. a Tamagotchi, but, uh, no, I was, was never my thing. Um, kind of had a, I don't know, had a real dog at the time and just figured I'd take care of that.
0: <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? We'll,
4: we'll take care of this. This actual animal, so I did that. Um, so,
0: what are your um?
4: But, um, okay, yeah, I mean, kind of the the first ones I really know in gaming. I mean, ob- obviously Pokemon. Just played that so much, you just mm-hmm. you get an attachment with all the all the ones you choose for your party, especially especially back in the first gen, just because they were all so unique. Back in the first gen like that's 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 the only generation where i specifically didn't evolve stuff just because i wanted them the way they were like i don't i don't i don't want this thing to you know to evolve and change and all that stuff it's not going to be the same anymore
0: you're a monster you will not even mm-hmm. let it grow such a josh move there mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> well yeah
5: I mean, pull the
0: stone and don't says the guy forever. that
5: pulled a fish out of the water and was holding it while mm. it was suffocating, so it could kiss it on the eye. Mm. I re- catch and release. You fucking monster! I'm catch and release. Kissing mm-hmm. fish on the eye while they're fucking suffocating.
4: Monster. Just sitting there cackling at it. It's <laughs> <That's> right.
5: <laughs> Ooh, look at me, Ooh, social media. Look at me. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I'm I'm catching release. Uh, mm-hmm. Believe me, there's people there yeah. that catch their fish and put them on those stringers and dangle them for hours. Those people are the real. You monsters. don't
5: say that. That that they eat them? No. Oh no.
4: No, but seriously, what? I mean, if you have to bind your Pikachu's feet to get them to stay cute and how you mm-hmm. want, that's it's just something you have to do. So. Um,
2: yeah, well,
5: joke, the kind I of fuck Pokemon game you're playing, but I ain't playing any Pokemon. <laughs>
4: that
5: sounds uh, like shit, yeah. Uncle Dave does. Well, and Pokemon, it's like, like Josh is saying,
0: kept it pretty lighthearted too. Like as far yeah. as the train, they couldn't die; they just fainted. They tried to address it briefly in black and white, where they were like, "Remember, there was that coalition that was against like keeping Pokemon and Pokeballs." But then they immediately sort of like half-assed that whole story because, like, well, do we really want our kids who are playing Pokemon to feel bad about their Pokemon? It's gonna kind of like, tear this whole thing apart. The whole point mm-hmm. of Pokemon is that you you can't feel bad for them. It's going to rip this whole thing apart from the seams. Um.
4: Yeah. Well, that and... I mean, the best way to think about it, though, is that... Uh, I mean, just if you know, know enough about quantum physics, there's no way... It, it, it seems fairly obvious that the Pokemon are stored digitally when they're in the balls. So they're not actually conscious. They're just a the data set to reconstruct yeah. them when you throw the ball out again. Yes, um, yeah. but, mm. but because teleportation is impossible, you're actually just destroying at the molecular level your Pokemon every time you put it back into a ball yeah. and, <laughs> like and then summoning like the- an exact clone of them whenever you release it again. So you don't have to worry about the Pokemon suffering while it's in the ball, just about it being, you know, disintegrated every time you put it back in there, which it's not going to remember anyway. It's derezzed. It's getting derezzed yeah.
0: every
1: time. hmm
4: Yep. Okay. Ceases to exist.
1: And then, yep. well, yeah,
4: that, you just summon that's a new a,
0: clone of it. That is exactly why they don't want you thinking too hard about mm-hmm. Pokemon. That's why. Well, that's why the new ones, which, uh, which we're going to talk about later, and the big thing was that you know, your uh, remember Pokemon Yellow, you you, know, you can have a Pokemon follow you around. You know, he didn't have to go in his ball. Yeah. Pikachu.
4: <laughs> he was yeah. uh, which, Pikachu oh, was knew too funny. much. Yeah, he, he did. I mean, he was willing he was to let woke. all the other Pokemon go in there. P- but, Pikachu uh, was
2: woke. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: That's good okay, so Pokemon was your first, Josh. Um, was there, Were you going to segue into something else? I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, I did mean to interrupt you there, but um, I didn't want to spiral it too far away from where you were going.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I enjoyed the Pokemon a lot. Um, I think Final Fantasy did it pretty well um, in a lot oh. of their games. Um, Do tell. I mean, probably, I don't really... probably the, the first one that I really remember is in Final Fantasy V. Specifically, the main character has a chocobo that they ride around on and stuff, but it's not just any random one. Like in a lot of the other games, it's just you happen to have a chocobo. It's just kind of like horse. It's not something you're really connected to. Yeah. But in 5, like he was named and he showed up and stuff happened to the chocobo over the course of the story. And and yeah, Boko was, was pretty awesome. As far we'll as okay. as far as pets go, uh, in that game, because he ends up meeting a nice lady chocobo and they have kids and it's nice. It's nice. You oh, you feel good cute. for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That
0: that's cute. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like they kind of back away from that a little bit because I don't remember. Pers- I don't remember a personalized element to really any of the chocobos after that. I mean, granted, that could be my memory, but I don't. I don't remember. Which is
4: odd. Yeah. Not, no, not really. I mean, other than breeding them. In one seven. of them introduced breeding. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah
1: that's all I can can ever remember.
4: Yeah, but I don't think they even let you yeah, name you them. In that one could kind of
1: get attached with the breeding, but
4: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Sort of in a way, because you did feel a personalized touch. Like breed any sort of game that allows you to breed a creature, which Pokemon does as well, gives you that feeling of like being there. Like anyone who's had a real pet in life, give birth or been there where something hatches, you do feel like a special bond because you were there from the beginning. I mean, that's how. You know the Jurassic Park scene, or how the new Jurassic Park World movie opens right there when the egg is hatching and cracking. Uh, got to sneak in a Jurassic Park reference there. Um, so yeah, there's something yeah, about Morgan being always there from, finds
4: a way. Uh, just like oh,
0: good one, Josh. Another one. Yay. Yeah, about being there from birth gives you that feeling of like connection. I've been with you from inception. Um, that's a good. One. Yeah. yeah, it's. It's interesting, like, and how it's evolved. And WoW was a big one, Josh. I know you're probably going to get into that eventually, but people had mentioned that as I pull up the comments here from the Instagram page Mm -hmm. um, to read a couple. People had mentioned the the WoW Pets was one of the big expansions. Sadly, I know a lot of people had weaned off WoW by that time, but it was one of the cooler things WoW integrated. Um, Well, when I was playing World of Warcraft back, even in the beginning, there was the Hunters. That was still, that was my favorite class when I played WoW because I remember starting a Elf uh night elf and being in that beautiful area at the beginning and going to find a creature that stuck out to me that I thought was cool in the wilderness yeah. you could tame pets i told you guys my humar story where i waited like 10 hours for that rare yep. lion spawn yeah there was this humar uh, the
4: metrosexual uh, black... lion
0: yes humar the metrosexual lion yep. um there's this rare spawn Jason and wow that would only appear like there's tons of rare spawns but it was like a once every 12 hour thing and i just camped around this tree for like 2 days until he showed up and then I tamed him, and I had this black lion by my side. So, like, um, that was like the coolest thing I could think of at the time because I waited forever for it, and then I had it. And when people came across me, they're like, dude, where'd you get that black line? I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. So, <laughs> of course, at the time, you could just go to any of those websites, like what Thoughtbot or whatever it was. I don't remember at the time, and you could mm-hmm. look it up if you were into it. But, anyways, that was a good one, right? Josh, do you, did you ever get into the pets in WoW?
4: Yeah, I wasn't a hunter player. Way way back then, like I played some since then, um, mm-hmm. but they also had like just companion pets, which were smaller and just followed you around and stuff. They like they didn't no combat part of them, but just you could find them. Um, and I got into collecting those just because, especially early in the game, they were hard to find. Like they weren't because they before they had the Pokemon type mechanics put into wow um yeah. they weren't just like all over the place like now you can go pretty yes. much anywhere and find different pets to battle with and to catch and mm. stuff um but way back when finding finding certain pets was ridiculously hard um
0: like my humor just, was yeah. It in
4: the ass? yeah 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 because it's way back when ease of use was not really something wow got into until quite quite some time into it just because for the longest time, you know, standard practices said that you made this thing a grind. You wanted people to be in there forever doing doing stuff just so they're constantly interacting with the game. Um and they've Well
0: but WoW while by comparison was like the easiest grinder. Mm-hmm. Like that was the reason why it blew up is compared to like all yeah, the other MMOs. Yeah, it was
4: still yeah, it was still way easier than stuff like EverQuest. You didn't you didn't lose levels. I, I think that was only in there for like the beta, like the original beta, where they'd have you lose experience, and then they realized, you know, like, no, that's no, that's that's asinine. horrible. It's yeah. yeah, and then finally removed that. But there was still an awful lot of uh, it's true stuff like that. Whenever the game yeah. first, once came it got out.
0: mainstream, they started the easy button was
4: just in there too. Much. It was just too like if you play WoW, it's just like very well. They moved it all. Like they they stopped. They realized that time wasting stuff was not where the difficulty should be, and so they finally fixed. That stuff, like they move the challenge to different places instead of having it be just, yeah. Yeah, they've, they've sped up leveling several times over the course of that game because they were,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's a conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into because I feel myself wanting to say so many things, but I'm not going to. Um, one of the a couple of cool comments I want to inter uh, comments, couple cool comments, couple cool comments I want to interject into this discussion. Um, our friends, the No Time for Time Travel podcast, left a comment. By the way, every Thursday we have the Question of the Week at Swordchomp on Instagram. Drop in. Um, we'll try to grab some comments to interject into our conversation on the show. Uh, they said, pet companions are pretty common and can draw up controversy like animal rights or animal abuse with Pokemon, but if we flipped it around and had the main character be an anthropomorphic animal with a human companion as his pet, would that draw up more or less controversy? Imagine playing Jungle Book game as Baloo and having Mowgli follow you around on all fours and attacking on command. Um, it'd be interesting.
4: Uh, dude, what they're you guys they're talking about the God of War
0: reboot. Oh, that's that's just mean. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Kratos is basically yeah. a beast and uh he's yeah. got a little Mowgli running around. Atreus with him. is
4: by far one of my favorite pets in mm-hmm. in gaming. Pet of the year. Yeah. The Pet of the cheese. year, Atreus. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does <laughs> climb on me
0: like a monkey. That's the first thing my fiance said when he jumped on my back. She was like, Oh, he just sucks to your back like a little monkey.
2: <laughs>
5: well he's not fully human he is part giant mm-hmm. that's true i don't it's know bad. what that i don't know what that has to do with this but <laughs> I know. figure it's worth saying for some reason <laughs> makes him less human i mean
1: it, it just comes like, back to the whole like dog thing you know it's if if you feel kind of more attached to it then or I don't know, if you can feel more empathy for this thing, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see it differently. So, you know, if somebody would turn around and say, Hey, you are pretty much treating this human like a slave and slavery is wrong and you know, it brings up all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Whereas if it's a pet or a companion or whatever you want to call it, you know, it mm-hmm. I don't know, it's yeah, the system like that you play could be exactly the same. You swap the the character models around and straight away you've got, yeah. you know, you've got a completely different dynamic there. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting question because I, I I honestly think yeah if you had some like big kind of eight foot Pikachu type dude going around with like some human crushed into a small sphere mm-hmm. and then you you know you throw that guy out whenever you want him to beat the shit out of some other dudes that you know <laughs> it just it just turns the whole concept on its head so
0: if you ever if you want to see humans crushed into a small space just go look at a mm-hmm. Japanese train and. You'll, you'll see all you <laughs> need to see. Um the uh this just kinda of fits the The Pikachu we shoving
4: about. them in there is actually what makes it all just delightfully charming. <laughs> God, and it would be horrific be if in the ball. horrific if the Pikachu wasn't in there, just kinda Sorry, pushing them in you, far man. enough for the door to close. <laughs>
0: this, and then and zapping Pikachu. them when they try to leave. <clears throat> um Border Jumper Mel said the day of the dead skeleton from World of Warcraft has a sombrero on his head. That bangs when you play guitar. Always been my favorite, but it got better when they implemented the pet battles and he could fight. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a good one. Kilted Gamer said, ooh, so I might be weird in this aspect, but I absolutely love pets and animals and companions and games. No, you're not weird. You all love it as well. I care more about them than my own character or other humans and games. Pet classes and MMOs. Hunter and WoW, which we talked about. Um, For my first character, Whiteline and Squeege Herder in Warhammer Online. Uh, But just like most games, ethics goes right out the window. Is it better in a Pokemon battle for me to let the Mankey faint or not waste a turn with another Pokemon? Uh, Do it! We think we've all thrown crappy Pokemon out there as fodder strategically. Mm -hmm. I can heal them later. It only becomes a choice when losing them is a possibility a la Ark. I will say the first game that had me caring about my companion was The Secret of Evermore on the SNES. Mm. Um, Your dog was amazing and changed depending on what era you were currently in prehistoric wolf up to the awesome robot dog. I don't remember that game. Secret of Evermore at all. Um, But sounds really cool. And yeah, he's right. There's lots of times where I'd be like, man, I can win this battle if I throw out this level three Pidgey I still have in my inventory for some reason. So I throw the Pidgey out there, let it take an attack, and then my other Pokemon comes back out and I wipe it out. So, you know, let's be honest. We all use our Pokemon as as cannon fodder there. Um, I don't. One of our friends left this comment. I don't know how I feel about this. He's not wrong, but it's kind of a different thing. Akuna Matata said, One of the best companions has to be Yoshi from Super Mario World. He was a total game-changer. You could access areas previously unavailable to you without Yoshi's aid. Um, Do you guys feel like Yoshi qualifies for this uh, sort of thing?
4: Eh, I guess. I always thought of him as more of a babysitter, but, you know.
0: I, maybe I'm a monster now, but I never really felt that much of a bond with my Yoshi. Um...
4: Yeah, I always thought that weird. Baby Mario was more of Yoshi's pet than anything.
0: Oh, it was the other way around. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that he's kind of looking after him and stuff. Yeah.
1: The one that I found weird is, isn't it in Super Mario World where to get Yoshi to like shoot his tongue out, you actually hit him on the back of the head? <laughs>
2: well, yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's you the movie, that? Pete, yeah. Pete, uh, actually, Pete actually had a really big issue with that. They made, a, They made a really big stink about that. Funnily enough,
1: yeah. Because as a kid, I actually, I actually noticed that you know playing that game, and did you I, really? Oh I, wow! I, and you know, I just kind of realized one day whilst playing it, I'm like, oh my god, I'm actually like, punching this dude Smash. in the yeah. back of the head,
4: which is amazing yeah. considering Mario doesn't do much punching, even against no. his enemies. It's just this, yeah, just this creature that yeah, he's that looks got up to Mario.
2: It depends and on a for a kind of food. you know
1: N- Nintendo's stance on on kind of um, well on on a whole bunch of stuff you know violence and games and stuff they've been so so conscious about being like family friendly for so long and only now are they kind of starting to get a bit more relaxed about what kind of titles are kind of released on their consoles and stuff and yeah to, to actually think back that their mascot character was just punching this little dinosaur in the back of the head to force him to do something <laughs> that was was pretty extreme um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, the whole well, thing with one, Yoshi, yeah, thing I, I always thought it was it was a companionship more than a, a kind of, um, I mean, yeah. apart from the whole punching him in the head thing, <laughs> uh, more than a pet kind of thing. It was more that, you know, they're
0: equals, they're equals. Yoshi yeah, and Mario yeah, yeah. are on the they're same intellectual level, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're. Yeah, that's how <laughs> they're,
4: they're like work buddies and and Luigi's yeah, their yeah. pet.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luigi, yeah, he's the gimp. They pull him out with the chain and the mask. um so j- <laughs> <jump in> there.
5: <laughs> what? Yo, let's just gloss over what, 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 that, what just happened there.
0: I've been waiting oh, all yeah, show I'm... to get a Pulp Fiction gimp joke in, and I, that was the only spot I could find to
4: do it. So. Yeah, you couldn't bring it up when we were talking about an animal. Huh. That's just nope. that's taking it too far.
5: <laughs> it's true. It's yeah, true. I think so. I have to be consistent. No, the, thing, the thing I was going to bring up, Nintendo um, also, they did kind of like the whole animal thing with Pikmin. Pikmin was a really big mm. game. Mm. Where they use a yeah. lot of animals as well, and that game is, I love I love the first Pikmin a lot. I never played the other Pikmins, but um, I really really like the first one, and it, uh, yeah, it you, you basically you throw Pikmin into certain situations and they can die, essentially yeah. like you'll lose Pikmin, yeah. and uh, yeah, I think Nintendo is secretly notoriously famous for. Making you fuck with your pets. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, no. the,
1: the, yeah. The the Pikmin thing was a bit weird though because yeah. I I loved the game. Um, you know, I, again, I haven't played the the second or, or third. I think there was just the three. Um, yeah, yeah. The first support. Pikmin, I absolutely loved that game. But there was there was times when I found myself trying to make sure that um, I had as many Pikmin left. At the end, not not because of tactical reasons or because I, I'm going to have to go and grow more Pikmin or whatever, because I didn't want them to die. I I mm-hmm. kind of I felt so bad throwing those little red Pikmin the um who would kind of like yeah, yeah latch onto these dudes, you know, and you you're trying to fight these things which are just basically a giant walking mouth with two two eyes and um yeah you, you're throwing them to their death and you felt bad about doing it in a way and 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 in some times yeah I, I felt I felt like I was trying to help them survive. Um yeah. because I felt yeah. bad for slaughtering yeah, like, them repeatedly.
4: Yeah, like the the combat in that game has kind of got a rock, paper, scissors mechanic with different mm. enemies being stronger against different Pikmin and vice versa. And one of the worst feelings in that game is whenever you're getting ready to attack and you're about to just slaughter this thing that you've got plenty of Pikmin that are strong against it, and you're just you know, you're gonna just lay waste to this beast and you throw the wrong color Pikmin at it and he just just destroys them. It's it's horrible. You you think you're about <laughs> to just own this beast, and then he eats eats half your blue Pikmin or something, and you're like, oh no no yeah. no not my Pikmin. It's, yeah, it's just I mean, horrible. You're, you're yeah. the piece of shit that has to go get more Pikmin because mm-hmm. you wasted
5: them.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, uh last two really quick comments here. Semi serious gamer said, "Dear Bethesda, for all that is decent in the world, program companions to not stop in doorways and stay there."
2: um <laughs> yeah. And,
0: uh, yeah yeah see. yeah Star Chili Master said I always get attached to animal companions I've cried several times no shame uh including Mabari from Dragon Age Trico the Last Guardian Agro from Shadow of the Colossus and the Shadow Mare from Skyrim Agro! I'm, I'm hmm. not familiar with the Shadow Mare but I read a lot of people mentioning that in other places as well um Omega Caratone said hey does the command- companion cube count in Portal which is interesting because it's, it's playing with that same emotion, mm-hmm. um, even though it's clearly not an organic creature. So, oh, that's back to the whole AI thing we talked about last week. We're coming full circle here <laughs> um, with our emotions. Of course, none of these pets are real, right? That's a deep philosophical thing. None of these creatures are actually real, yet we care for them anyway. It's like a weird psychological thing going on.
5: Uh, you know, and the case could be made that they are real. Because like we manufacture these scenarios in our head, so for all intents and purposes, they could be real. What is real, man? What's real? Yeah, that, I don't that, need, that I kind don't of brings
1: know. brings me to a point where, um, like back, uh, I wanted to bring it up like back, um, when you had the original, uh, Pokemon games and on the N sixty four, you had the uh, transfer pack. You could plug in your mm-hmm. your um Game Boy game, and then you could play with the actual Pokemon that you've captured and raised on the mm. big screen in 3d and that kind of to me yes. made them feel more tangible and real Pokemon in some weird way that yeah. you could yeah so they and and the fact that you had trading and stuff that that they weren't isolated to this kind of single um yeah. imaginary kind of world on, on one single disc, uh, cartridge yeah. yeah um you know the fact that they could show up somewhere else well, um, that's,
0: that's, that's a good uh, point there, because if you think about it, what Pokemon is doing is they made it more than just a thing in a game. You could trade it with your friends, like you said, you could put it on mm-hmm. the screen. Like, I can, pass, I can pass Pokemon down from old games to new games through a very complicated system, but it can be done, so it's like, it feels like this thing is carrying on through generations, and that sort of makes it larger than, than your typical game. Yeah,
4: life. yeah. I think that's something they did really well, because it does, it does allow you to get really attached to your Pokemon whenever you're, like, especially trading them and stuff. Just being able to, hmm. you know, give them to somebody else if they, it, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. That's something I've always enjoyed about we, Pokemon.
0: Yeah, Jason, we actually do a personal, we haven't done it in a while, but we used to do these where we would train the Pokemon, we'd breed them out, like, specifically, we'd raise them, train them very, like, very specifically for certain things, and then we'd get together and we'd have these Pokemon tournaments um which we need to do again and then like we feel i still like we have incredible bonds to those pokemon because you know you you you're with them for a while and they carry on from tournament to tournament sometime.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So um
1: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's just that that kind of yeah that just the the whole thing that they can exist kind of outside of this this enclosed little kind of world. I think yeah that's that's just really cool. And it crosses over into what they they kind of branching out into now I suppose.
0: Yeah. I wish more games would do stuff like that. Um anyways, yeah, interesting discussion, a lot of fun. Um, curious to see what some of where the pets are in the near future. I mean, where what kind of games are going to be using pets in interesting ways and maybe pulling on our heartstrings um in interesting ways as well. So that's cool. That's cool. I think it's a, a really cool topic. Thanks for everyone that weighed in. If we read your comment on The show i will tag you i want to get to some e3 predictions here as a nice segue um i want to just kind of i want us to run through some of our our just real brief hopes or e3 predictions and if we have some of the same ones let's just layer up and we talk about it there um jay i'll start with you jason you are the guest here what would you say your what's your what are the was your top did you do like a top three or what did you how many did you do
1: um i i had a few um that were kind of I uh, had a few which were kind of more mainstream, even kind of safe predictions okay. um, and obviously, as is usual with e three the leaks start coming thick and fast as as you uh get closer to the big day, Ooh, so coming uh
0: coming thick and fast that's what she so, said uh, yeah. so <laughs> what, quick let's separate them like this. How about you do let's start with your your top hope like what's your biggest like less of a prediction and more of a I hope I see this?
1: Okay. Um, yeah, my hope is actually that one's more of a, a curveball. My predictions are far more mainstream, but my hope is um, uh, it's f- for a game called um, Witchfire. Um, it's actually from the makers of uh, What Remains of Edith Finch and okay. also Bulletstorm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and they've released yeah. um, a video in December. It's like a, a teaser trailer, an actual gameplay trailer and it looked seriously cool it was called um, witchfire and it's oh i Witch remember Fire. that i remember that yeah, yeah that, that was basically that i mean it's it's <laughs> it's so obvious that this game is going to become known as the dark souls of first person shooters because it's got the whole dark fantasy vibe there's skeleton dudes who you know you're, you're killing with magic and guns and stuff and it it looks really cool um and yeah to me it's it, it, yeah it's a bit of a curveball we've heard nothing else about it apart from this um this trailer um mm-hmm. from december um the developers have been pretty quiet about it they basically yeah said that they wanted to get get it out there pretty early that this thing is in production um but they're they're kind of not the kind of guys who want to put out something that isn't gameplay so that's why they released a gameplay trailer so so mm-hmm. early on um and yeah, I think E3 is a cool place to kind of announce new IPs because we we always see the, the you know the same IPs rolling around each year. Kind of, um, so to me, yeah, some of the biggest stuff I kind of look forward to is what what new stuff are we going to see? Um, so that, that that's that, something that I think could look cool.
0: That game in particular, I think is interesting briefly because it's it's actually. By the way, I was I I looked it up just to be sure because but it's actually the team that made the vanishing of Ethan Carter. Oh uh, not the remains what remains of Edith
1: Finch, but Was it Vanishing? Close. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. They're um closely. yeah, what remains they're... of Edith Finch, Bulletstorm, mm. and hold on. I've got some notes here. Um uh, and oh yeah, pa- um Painkiller. That was another shooter, yes. I think. That was yeah. kind of pretty yeah. dark kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean it's a it's a mix of loads of people kind of um had the whole kind of uh switcheroo pulled on them with, with the trailer because you think it's going to be a, a walking simulator type game where it kind of takes it really slow and it's all atmospheric and you think it's going to be a story kind of driven thing and people are like oh great another one of these titles and then the action kicks in and then they say you know it was also created by the, the makers of bullet storm and, and painkiller Boom. and that's why this kind of the, the atmosphere and stuff feels great but the action is like seriously awesome yeah, the, just from this super short trailer so
0: the idea of yeah. mixing like an indie team with a big like if the call of duty team had to go work with like the inside team like that that's a cool idea we need more of that in the
3: industry
1: yeah yeah yeah. to me to me yeah it's just kind of taking taking obviously a a genre that everybody knows and loves and just just kind of doing something a bit different with it um Mm -hmm. and yeah it just looks it looks really cool visually and the action and stuff just just looks really exciting so i i would absolutely love i don't think it's going to be kind of there i don't think it's a a big enough kind of title to be announced but you never know, some some of the kind of, um, you get some indie games showing up here and there for on like either the, the Xbox stage or the yeah, PlayStation maybe, stage, Yeah, maybe so.
2: it'll
0: be like a quick little yeah, like 30 second be. thing on like a press conference or something.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I'll keep my fingers crossed for that one. It looks cool.
0: Yeah, that game, that game does look really cool though. Intriguing. hmm Okay, so that's your biggest hope, you would say. Yeah. Okay. Um, here, let's start with hopes and then we'll circle back around to our predictions.
4: Uh, <laughs> Josh, hopes. What do you what do you what's your number one hope? What do you want to say? Oh, number one hope? Uh I want a release date for the new Metroid Prime. Okay. Like I would yes. love to know when that's coming out. Like they just I'll, barely I'll, yeah. teased it last year and I want I want more of that. Like that's if if I could get one thing out of it, that would probably be it to you know, to have a lot more information about Metroid. Yes. Wow. Uh. Yeah,
3: I I think that's, a like, the last game from Nintendo that I'm really excited for, you know? There's Pokemon, Zelda, Mario, and then there's Metroid. And I'm I'm curious to see what Metroid looks like on this generation mm-hmm. for Nintendo. Hopefully, I would like to see maybe some gameplay of it, but it might be too early since... No,
0: I they- think... We're owed gameplay. They announced it last year. They owe us gameplay. We might not get a yeah. release date, which Josh wants and that would be amazing, but we we have to get gameplay. It's that that that's a must, right?
4: It, yeah. Uh, yeah. We have to see something. Something way more substantial than last year. Like much more substantial because yeah. if we just get another <laughs> we just got a 2-second <laughs> teaser like last year, I don't think anyone will care anymore. Is, well, like it was awesome game, last Jason, year. I mean, okay, we're doing geez. this. All right, Let's see something. I th- yeah af- after
1: after the whole thing with like Breath of the Wild, um, how long ago that was announced and they showed a you know yeah. pretty cool you know it wasn't gameplay obviously but you know it was in game kind of um, engine cool stuff that they'd shown and then God knows how long it was before we actually saw anything and they kept delaying it and stuff and it, I think if they did the same thing with with Metroid Prime Four I think uh, yeah people would start kind of. We, rioting on the streets. <laughs> well,
0: well, we have to know what that game is because back in the day, the simple th- the thing about that game is it was amazing at its, in its time. But like, where are they what would they do with that game now to make mm. it interesting? for like shooter fans now, or just n- Nintendo fans? Like shooters have changed so much, and Nintendo as a company has changed so much. So like, I'm curious what that is. So gameplay, oh man, yeah. that's it's got to be. There. Well, yeah,
4: I mean, I think they can do it now. Like. It took them a long time to get shooters, but i mean they've they've gotten so much more experience with the two splatoon games at this point that I feel like they 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 get it like they they kind of know the direction to take that and splatoon in particular has some neat mechanics as far as like transforming between you know the shooting as the kids are turning into squid to be able to travel up ink and stuff some kind of a not identical, but a similar move set to kind of how Samus moves with the Morph Ball and stuff. Um, and that gameplay oh. is like super fast paced and really fun. And I'd like to see something like that with Metroid. Um, something to make that you know just flow into combat a whole lot more than mm-hmm. it ever has before would be really fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. Metroid. I think we all agree. Metroid Prime is. We're gonna see some gameplay for Metroid Prime Four. Um, Shay, what is your biggest hope? What is the thing that, like, you, if you could dream it in the Inception at E3, what are you hoping for? Um,
5: Gex and the Gex Trilogy remake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going with a wild card there. Okay. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, if this is like just a hope, a wish, that's my wish. I want that game. I need it. Slip of the tongue, baby.
0: Mm, which we'll talk a little bit more about later in the bio break. <laughs> oh, that's okay. right. Um, Gex. Uh, Emily. Well, I mean, I could. We could just throw out remakes all day. I could be like, oh, Tomb Raider remake. We could say Vagrant Story HD. Yeah, remake. but no one would buy that. you mm. mm. too Somebody easy. Would
5: too, buy easy. It. too easy. Too easy to fuck with. Um, you. No, someone would buy it.
0: What? What? Okay. What? What about like a hope that you think. What the the chances? What are the odds you put it that at? One percent? Ten percent?
5: I don't know, man. If they're making medieval, if they're making medieval on remake, yeah, Gex is a possibility. man. I would have thought Gex would have been bigger than medieval. Honestly, that's why that's that's why I'm saying Gex could be in the cards. Um, Mm -hmm. No, I guess if I was to throw one out there, um, I would say a Left for Dead three announced. Oh,
0: okay. That's a nice sleeper. Okay, a new yeah. Left for Dead.
4: That would be yeah. unique seeing Valve make anything again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Although, if they do make anything that isn't Half-Life, then I think people will be more angry and upset than anything.
4: Half-Life Three no. is never no. coming. Yeah, no. Um, I don't. I don't I think, think so. Yeah. I think we've, yeah. I've given up on that I anyway. Don't. I never. I, would I think never. the world's given up.
0: Does anyone here even have a? I mean. I played the first two Half-Life games and I thought they were fine. But um, does anyone here have like a really strong love or affinity
3: toward Half-Life?
2: Nah, Nah. not a ton. Um, No. I
3: kind of, I I, I kind of liked the first one, the first Half-Life, playing it when it first came out. Like, yeah, it was it was kind of revolutionary to me playing, you know, first person shooter on a PC. Um.
0: I know, and at that point, your PC is basically for porn and EverQuest, so...
3: Right, yeah. Yeah, and playing a first-person shooter was just, like, a whole different world for me. It's true. And solving oh, puzzles. Whole
5: new world! <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. I, I
4: enjoyed, and this is blasphemy to the actual Half-Life fans, but I kind of enjoyed one more than two as well. Oh, yeah, me
0: too. I like one more than two.
4: Yeah, because, well, like, yeah, I, I feel like... Two had a whole lot more character development and stuff, so most of the fan fans really liked that, but well, I didn't really get into the characters that much. And the mm-hmm. gameplay two, into they Two
0: got really heavy on the physics stuff. Yeah, exactly. For
4: me. They added in the physics mm-hmm. type stuff. Like, here look look what games can do now, and I didn't care. Like so yeah. since since I didn't care about the big hook, move boxes so you could <laughs> climb somewhere. <laughs> I just like I, the idea that yeah.
0: someone says, "Hey, look what games can do now." I don't care. I just, I just love. That well, but but,
4: but what what they did? I, was I want move that to boxes. be a commercial. Like, that was it. I know. Yeah, I was I'm like, okay, I guess I'll drag uh, this pallet to the other side of the level so I can climb up somewhere. All right. Yeah. So I'm with you describing the first one Half-Life
5: this... or Mist. Sounds like Mist and
4: Riven.
0: The 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 first tablet had like a in those really.
5: Games. I know that's first what half made that. It, life... it was even worse. You didn't move anything. I'm really... um, sorry. We're, we're kind of jumbling over. Sorry, you had ignoring a... me when I'm talking.
4: <laughs> I just trying to block
0: it out. I'm sorry. That was my fault. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, the first Half Life had a pretty cool vibe to it, but I was just curious if you guys, anybody here, had a special love for it because I feel like that's like something the outside world's obsessed with that we don't really have the same affinity for. Um, that's a good one though. Left 4 Dead 3. Okay, Fish, what
3: about you? Um, Josh said mine, but I totally agree with him. Um, my second one though, I would have to go with um something from Bloodborne. I want to yeah, see Blood- Bloodborne too. I want to see that Bloodborne too. Maybe ext We're gonna you know, see something. A nice big trailer. It doesn't even have to be gameplay because we all know what the gameplay is gonna look like and how it's gonna play out. But maybe something that shows, you know what the graphics are going to be kind of like in that game. and Or maybe just like a cinematic type of trailer would be cool. I think we we'll get
0: gameplay. I'm going to say it right now. I think we're going to get Bloodborne 2 gameplay. I'm on record. I'm going to say it. Um, okay. But here's okay. the thing. They, it, it's a From Software game. They teased that weird thing back at the Game Awards. But it might not be mm-hmm. Bloodborne 2. Some people have said that it might just be its own new thing from those people, but it might not. Now, mm-hmm. I think that'd be kind of crazy, because people want Bloodborne
4: 2, but...
3: Just well, 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 for me, like I the don't only really reason I can,
4: unless Bloodborne two is not an exclusive that might be cutting off too much of a market to do another exclusive title like that again. Oh yeah, because so it was PS four oh, only. Yeah. That's yeah. right.
0: Yeah. 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 Because
4: I mean, they just they had mm. you know Dark Souls three, which yeah. everyone could play, and then going immediately back to another exclusive might not be in their best interest. So, yeah.
0: Mm. I would love to see. So. Okay, so Bloodborne or something like that. I think for me it was just I want to see Death Stranding gameplay. I, we've had years and years of Death Stranding footage and videos. I think I think we're going to get some gameplay finally. Um, I think it's time. It's yeah. time. Kojima. I would Can like to see around? that. I would
4: like to know what the hell it is. Yes. I think it's about, about time know, we know it. what the hell it is. So, What is it? Show mm-hmm. us.
0: I think we're going to finally see some gameplay because at this point yeah. it's just ridiculous yeah he, he's that we're, we're finally major, gonna
4: get it and it's major it's, prediction
0: oh that's your first prediction okay <laughs> mm. yeah. good segue
1: there. yeah all right, right. Act, actual actual <laughs> gameplay not not just some other vague trailer nothing you know and i i think it will it won't be just footage of gameplay i think they're gonna do some sort of kind of um either some something will be playable mm-hmm. or somebody on stage playing there, there will be Somebody playing it live, or they'll let somebody play live. They're, it won't just be pre-recorded gameplay footage. I think something will be in-engine played at the show.
4: Yeah, I I agree. But
1: otherwise, yeah, yeah,
4: I'm not I'm not sure it's going to be a game. I'm I'm fairly sure at this point that it's a visualizer for a new album. <laughs> that's 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 what yeah that's what it it is. Reedus's it it first album and, yeah Norman Reedus yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: yeah produced by I mean yeah Del Toro. they. Yeah.
5: They're doing a power
0: they, ballad album.
1: They seriously need, need to show it.
0: <laughs> well, that's cool. That's a good segue. Okay, so that's your, one of your main predictions. We'll see how, yeah. how much these line up um okay well that would be great because if my dream is is your prediction i think i think we're both on the same page there we're gonna see something i i think one thing i was gonna say is that i think this year's e3 has a chance to be really special because if you guys remember last year's e3 was a little bit lackluster um and we still had a great time It was still fun but it was a lot of like stuff we already knew about a little more god of war a little more uncharted lost like it was a little bit of a meh Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of like, oh, here's the Metroid Prime 4 logo. I feel like this year is like the swing year. There's, it's always like back and forth. Like, meh year, amazing yeah. year. Meh year, Yeah. So, yeah. I hope this is a swing year. for. Um, what, what else do you got on your prediction list there, Jason? In your mainstream prediction list?
1: Um, well, we've already covered Metroid Prime 4, but I've got okay. quite a specific prediction um, okay. for this one. Um... So I yeah I definitely think it's going to make a big appearance, um, which yeah after last year I think they have to um, definitely going to see actual gameplay of some kind, and I think that it will have some sort of online and local multiplayer.
2: Hmm.
1: That's oh, my prediction. I think they're going wow. to announce some sort of multiplayer go now. From
0: multiplayer,
1: now this. For a for Prime series, which is known for its kind of single-player exploration, kind of, you know, really single-player core experience, mm-hmm. this isn't actually that out of the kind of realms of um, possibility because if you look back through the Prime titles that we've actually had, mm-hmm. um, there was multiplayer on Metro Prime 2. I never actually yeah. played it, even yeah. though I have loved all 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Um, it was split-screen, like, deathmatch stuff. They've had the pretty big focus of multiplayer on um, Metro Prime Hunters on the DS. Yeah. And they've had um, Federation Force on the 3DS, which was that kind of chibi kind of style mm-hmm. um, super suit soldiers. And you played four, four dudes with um, some friends co-op doing kind of Metroid Prime <laughs> type missions. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's out of five Prime games. Three of them have had multiplayer.
0: Um, of course,
1: two of those are spin offs, but
0: yeah. Do you have any concerns about the fact that uh, the it's not retro studios anymore, it's actually like a Bandai Namco kind of thing?
1: I mean, in some ways, it could, I mean, it's tricky to know, obviously, but in some ways, it could actually be a beneficial thing because it's on the switch, and um, you know, there's a lot of new ways they could take this. I mean, um, yeah uh josh was mentioning mentioning um splatoon and i think things like that where new ways of controlling um uh, kind of a shooter type game um they definitely need to kind of play with that a bit more um in terms of you know not not just doing t- typical shooter controls with you know two analog sticks i think they they need to do something interesting metroid has never been um a standard controlled shooter you know they've always had something different with the targeting and stuff and then with the the Wii version you know obviously that was mm-hmm. it just plays differently to most shooters so i think they yes, need to do yeah. something inventive with the controls um and and again coming back to my kind of idea about multiplayer i think having a new studio would just you know bring fresh ideas i think you know they're obviously going to um be super careful with with the ip they're not you know nintendo will not let them um, ruin it? I don't think. I think they're 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 being a lot more cautious with with their big IPs these days. No,
0: but they do weird I things think. with it. Like even though I liked yeah. other M, they 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 do like. I mean, they threw it to the yeah. Castlevania people, and they, for the last one, the DS, which me and Josh were not big fans of, yeah. and like I don't they do they do some weird things with Metroid. Metroid Prime well, Hunters. I mean, that one was still that one was a
4: remake. That they just you know handed off to have somebody remake it, and they did a decent yeah. job, but not.
0: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Let's remake a, a game that no, I don't know. Anyways, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but I think it's a good prediction. I think, yeah. uh, like Josh was saying there, what they did on Splatoon could carry over into. Doing
4: yeah, I mean, yeah. It, yeah, they're not the ones making it, but I feel like people are. The inspiration is there to know kind of yeah. how to take, how to take Metroid and make something cool out of it again.
0: Yeah. Yes. Make some make it something cool out of it again. Come on. That's that's our new our new motto for Metroid. Um that's a good one. That's good. Okay, so we're I think we're on the same page there. What would you say your last one is your your last your third mainstream E3 prediction that you're thinking?
5: Because yours are pretty
1: specific. Um Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, it was it was pretty much just the we had Death Stranding, um, uh, Metroid Prime four, um mm-hmm. and yeah, I had the whole thing with um uh Witchfire. But I mean I've got I've got a backup prediction that I was gonna throw in. Um, it's not to do with any specific title, but it's that we're going to see battle royale modes everywhere, at wow. least for <laughs> titles. Yeah. Um, and I mean, in some ways, it could work out okay. Um, I mean, if if you think back to like Gears of War two, they introduced the the horde mode. Um, that was really cool. Um, and then we yeah. start seeing firefight in Halo, um, mm. zombies in Call of Duty. There were so many games that were bringing out some sort of um kind of co-op um kind of wave enemy wave de- you know defensive kind of game modes um where you just gotta sit and, and hold your ground and, and survive and Left for Dead obviously was was an entire game based on that that kind of concept. Yes. Um so I could see the whole battle royale thing kind of um being tacked onto a few games uh some in a pretty gimmicky yeah we can do it too kind of way um just to you know make some bucks. Um but yep. I you know I I could see games I mean, a bit ironically, um, Gears of War I think could could and it has been rumored in some ways whether it's going to be a standalone title or or some sort of game mode. Mm-hmm. You could see games like that where it could benefit, it could, from, could yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd yeah. love
0: to see the battle royale mode in a game, or actually like the gameplay. That would be that would be great.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. i Yeah. You raise a good point. I mean, I've I've, I've played Fortnite with um with my brother a, a little bit. I like the idea, I like the concept, but the, I I really didn't like the actual core gameplay. Um, it didn't feel right to me. So, so a, a good shooter, um, that kind of incorporates the you know that kind of game mode could could work Halo, really well. I mean, Halo I 6, you know,
2: Halo yeah. Six, Halo yeah. Six
4: Battle Royale. That's actually <laughs> on my list. That's, that that is
2: 100 Master
4: yeah. Chiefs. No, actually, there's not going to be any Master Chiefs in Halo Six. That's that's actually this is actually this is my prediction if, if we're we go for it yeah, yeah i, yeah, I think we're gonna see done. halo yeah. 6 and in 5 they more or less killed off master chief like he's not the main character he shows up occasionally and uh i think they're just gonna finally be done with him in 6 he's just he's gonna die of old age they're gonna replace him with mm-hmm. the the new guy who's been retconned into the story at this point point. and uh
3: yeah a, a covenant grunt
4: yeah and uh his story yeah and it's gonna be halo 6 with battle royale mode it's yeah hey i think that's I, what we're getting
0: I, destiny kind of ruined halo for me but i will say halo battle royale sounds funny you know i'll th- throw 100 100 master chiefs in a blood gulch i'm down with that
1: um, i mean if you go back to like um yeah, you know, go back to halo reach um you know kind of time uh, in you know, in the whole thing where where you've got all these kind of you know Spartans who who have their own kind of um, definitely their own character, their own kind of build. You know, you you mm-hmm. can you can see a game where where people kind of uh, you know get really into obviously the cosmetic appearance of of their their Spartans and and yeah, you, yeah, I could see it happening. I could see it happening.
0: It's the only way to really grow. Halo is pretty much on a downward trajectory at this point. It's the only way. Um, the only and then we we'll the only on way.
5: Really quick, the only way that the Battle Royale would work in Halo, and it would revive the series 100%, is if it was a hundred near-naked Cortanas fighting each other. Oh, okay. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) like, as funny as that sounds, like, that would revitalize the series. Okay, I mean, really...
0: Wait,
2: are you
3: are you saying that all us gamers are just pigs and we want to see half naked? You no, know, what are you trying? Not to all say? of us, just ones what
2: that, that play <laughs> Halo. Oh. <laughs>
5: okay.
0: Well, I don't I don't play Halo much anymore, but I'm down for a
5: naked Cortana. Well, sure. Sign me up. I didn't say fully naked. Come on, have some respect. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Mm. God damn. It. Disgusting Inside. pig. Uh, I'm not well,
3: going to spend. She is
0: 60 naked bucks though. She
1: she's, she doesn't wear any clothes, so.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's true. AIs don't need clothes. Well, you know She what? just
4: doesn't. Yeah. She just doesn't have all. Like, yeah, you she guys can have the, your uh, weird sexual fantasies. She just chooses, chooses not to render her own nipples. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's,
5: I it's, I regret even bringing this up in the first <laughs> place. I'm sorry, guys. You yeah, uh, it's your fault, it. hmm It's all my fault. It's always my fault. I'm yeah. the I'm the the podcast's Jerry or mm-hmm. Gary or Larry. Gerald.
0: General mm. Japanese time over there. Um, all right, so let's. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: don't fucking Toby.
0: What, what's a good name? What is Japanese time? What is the name for a Japanese time? Does it have a, a, a clever name? I don't Anything. know, Morgan. What is it? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> Nothing. Nobody knows. All right. Nobody knows. Uh,
4: I okay, think it's well. just JST. Whenever you see it listed, at least in English, yeah, yeah, oh, is. JST.
0: Mm-hmm. Something you can see your doctor for. All right, um, so the That's couple TMJ. Quick things, TMJ, <laughs> TMI, mm-hmm. uh, okay, so a couple real quick ones for me. Uh, mine were not as specific as yours, Jason, which I, I like how specific it was, though. Like, the the, we're gonna see like a stage demo and stuff like that. The only things that um, we hadn't mentioned so far that I want to interject was the last year there was a game called The Last Night that we were all really excited about, mm-hmm. and we don't even have a release date for that game yet. It hasn't come out yet. Like, it looks like this year we'll probably see some gameplay footage on that. And if you haven't seen it, it's worth looking up. It's like um, uh, a really beautiful, like, sort of cyberpunk thing. My, um, my, One of my main predictions is I think we'll also finally see cyberpunk from the creators of The Witcher, that studio. Mm. They've been ta- talking about this game for years. And the thought of it, the team that made The Witcher 3 making a game called Cyberpunk Sounds like literally heaven to me, so I think we'll see a trailer for that. And then uh, my very last quick little thing was Retro Studios. I, I want to know what they're up to. You know, they don't make, they're not making the New Metro Prime game. Obviously, Donkey Kong game that just came out was a remake. It's just been working on getting that out again for the Switch. I want to know what Retro Studios has been working on in secret, and I think we'll find out.
1: Well, there's a big rumor there at Star Fox Racing. Ugh. <sighs> That would be a bummer. Yeah. That would be a huge
0: bummer. Star uh, Fox yeah. Racing.
1: I mean, I, I only have space for for one kind of tune, karting uh, game, and that's Mario Kart. I don't really
5: yeah. need I mean, another yeah.
0: one. I mean, Diddy Kong Racing was pretty great at the time, but I don't know if I'd get jazzed about that. I'm
5: going to throw there. another out of left field. I want Duke Nukem Racing, where it's just Duke Nukem Racing a bunch of babes.
0: Oh. <laughs> Shay's doing his best to sabotage us today. <laughs> we got a hundred naked. Sorry, that's the last one. <laughs>
2: I see Josh groaning, it's be fish Duke, laughing, Duke even Newcom though he racing. doesn't want to be
0: laughing It's it's not
1: Shay's fault. Duke Nukem Racing Battle Royale mode. Cortana
5: Battle where Royale. There's like 250
1: yeah, yeah. semi-naked women uh, racing. Yeah and they don't it's not shells or anything they they throw their bikinis at each other okay, to try and blind each other um, Ooh, and yeah that would work yeah and duke newcomb is about, like what the, you know the the guy sitting in a cloud floating around and instead of like the the traffic lights he's just got a camera and he's like uh, trying to get some kind of
4: cool he's leering over the well, side of cloud
5: yeah how about this you know yeah. like i i i've realized my <laughs> mistake here so i said you know the only way to revitalize Halo was with a bunch of half naked Cortanas in Battle Royale. Well, you know what? There are plenty of women gamers. Why don't we give them what they want? So Duke Nukem will just be the flag waver, and it'll just be a hundred of the world's sexiest celebrities racing each other. We got Ryan Reynolds in there. We've got Chris Hemsworth. You have to name all hundred
4: now. You know, I'll, <laughs> go, I'll go. I'll go. We got Chris we Pratt. Are, we got we Ryan Gosling. We got Chris Pratt.
5: We've got. Mm. uh what's what's, what's the guy's name four different Loki?
4: ages of Harrison Ford mm-hmm. Well That's fair. Yeah. We definitely got to have uh <laughs> what, 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 Sean Connery. Gonna... <laughs> no, no, uh, I, I can't. Uh, I, I can't.
5: Ex- yeah. Obama. I...
2: Uh. Obama. Obama. Got to have the
5: Obama. <laughs> I just <laughs> That would That would be Obama. Great. Oh, uh, Obama. Obama card. Let's stop there. We got five good ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there we go. We appealed to everyone. Shade,
0: did you have any uh, brief, like, actual E3 predictions that we haven't covered yet? Yeah,
5: yeah so I know that uh, Fallout 76 was announced. Um, there's a big mm-hmm. rumor right now that it's going to be an all-online game. Uh, so that would complement Elder Scrolls Online. I think mm-hmm. that's going to end up being... A thing that's going to be announced for sure. Yeah, there's going to be a Fallout Online game. Um, I, I wish it was a new Elder Scrolls game or a new Fallout game, but I have a feeling it's going to be Fallout Online, which yeah. would be cool and not hmm. cool at the same time. So, like, so I you're want saying, a saying game. no Elder Scrolls? Yeah. You're saying no Elder Scrolls Six this year? Nah, I don't okay. think that's going to happen. If, as much if as they I would do, it will it just be
1: a name. Think I think. Hmm.
5: Yeah, exactly. It'll be another logo
2: if and teaser trailer. It, it, it,
1: yeah, it'll just be a logo. Hey, it, it's in development type of thing. If oh. if they mention it at all, but yeah, the Fallout thing was was one of my predictions that I struck off the list purely because I was putting together. I mean, it was like the stupidest, longest notes ever for for just a what should have been just a little prediction. I started getting really into how they would incorporate the online mode. That well, the the actual online feature because it's supposed to be yeah. entirely online, and I started imagining like how you know they would. Um, have this whole shared world type of thing rather than a typical MMO, you know, a bit more like how Destiny handles it where mm-hmm. you can come across somebody out in the wild, you know, um, you're just placed on the same server as somebody if you enter the same area rather than having just hundreds of people all at the same time. And I started imagining all this and how um, the the vault is actually a place where people, you know, that's your safe place because it's so much mm-hmm. earlier set in, in time. And then there was a some... Um, article on Kotaku that where there was three apparently reliable sources who've kept themselves anonymous to protect their careers. Um and they came out saying that it's heavily survival based and stuff and mm. everything mm. I'd written was just kind of like, okay that now that, that just rules it all out if if any of this stuff is yeah. true. Um, it's more
0: like, yeah, more like a that's... Rust kind of a thing than a... Yeah,
1: yeah Rust exactly. and you know, the Ark survival evolved stuff. Yeah, apparently right. some people are saying it's all in, in that kind of direction, <sighs> where it's very survival. I wonder how well that um, would pl- like,
4: I mean, that could work. They've had survival modes in the last two games, three games. Um,
5: yeah, yeah. But one of one of the things that's like the niche fans, you know, the ones who actually really want it's not the the main experience. Shea plays it that way, don't you? Right. Yeah. And I I like that. But like yeah, but one of the one of the things that's so special about Fallout is that VAT system and in in an MMO type setting you're not
4: gonna be able to use that. There's no way to do that. How can you how can you pause for everyone else on the server? Mm -hmm. It just you, you, Dude, do you right. something crazy.
0: So. I knew I, I worked with a bunch of fallout nerds, and I'm not even kidding you. I was the only one who used the VAT system. There are people that play that game in first person mode. They're not using the fucking VATS. That's like mind-boggling to me. Like it's like oh, the best part about that, that
5: That's mm. just ins- oh, just like insane. Well it, well, what happened? well here, here's here's jumped, the thing, Morgan. I'm not insane. trying I'm not I'm not being a dick, but like when, when you play on console, that system kind of makes up for the laggy uh mm gun gunplay but in in computer it's you could it's just point good.
4: at it instead of having to go into a system and have it yeah right click it right for you. I,
5: remember playing, like... I remember playing Fallout 4 um, and my roommate came and played it with me one time because he was playing it on his computer and he's like man this controller fucking ghosts so I'm like it's not the controller dude it's the game and that's how laggy the game was from controller to shooting like you actually had to like You know, as you're aiming like this, you have to shoot while you're doing. Yeah. And like Mm -hmm. versus computer, where I tried on his computer and it was instantaneous. So, I mean, with a computer, you don't need the VAT system. You can be that precise. But with the the console, it's almost necessary. Like Mm -hmm.
0: like with the VAT system, you get to slow everything down. You can aim at a body part. You get that cool slow motion. It's got a nice visual appeal to it. Yeah, no, I mean, I I like that. It's cool for. I've been such a big fan
4: of like. I mean, it's, it's essentially the same combat system as Vagrant Story, which is one of the reasons yes. why I liked it. Yeah. It's just, it's really tactical. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the reasons. I think it worked better in Vagrant Story, actually, just because that was a melee game. So you had to, like, strategically position yourself to be able to actually reach the exact spot of the monster that you yeah. wanted to hit um, mm. to do stuff, which, yeah. Yeah. But I, I like the system, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see. There's. I don't. I don't see any way you could do that. each their own. I just it would, it would have
1: to. It would have to go way more RPG focused. I mean, you know, I'm thinking mm. back to like Final yeah. Fantasy XI and things like that, where it's it, you're basically taking your time to 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 actually issue your commands to your character. Yes. You know, it's not it's not as as kind of instant and stuff as as a lot of um, yeah. yeah.
2: That's you, you know online
1: rpgs they they would have to completely change the system and i think that would annoy too many people um mm-hmm. yeah because like, it imagine? would just change the the entire feel of the game it, yeah you know everybody's kind of you enter a, a battle yeah. and you can't just kind of you know get up and and leave or whatever you know if it's if it's kind of like a, you know a typical rpg game where you kind of locked into a, a you know a but- a fight with somebody then i think that would just screw screw the they're, whole game up but so that's why yeah it'd be interesting the, to see how
2: i
0: feel like that's why they're yeah. taking the the thing jason i feel like that's why they're naming it fallout 76 they're not attaching themselves mm. to the the five um i think that yeah, they're I, yeah you
5: know yeah
1: it's one like of yeah, I, I, I don't see i see it being kind of like new vegas where it, it was kind of yeah. uh, experiment you know it's it's seen as almost a spin off it's not it's not the next kind of major numbered um
0: yeah, Kind of instalment. Hmm. Yeah, we'll stuff We'll see what they do with it. Yeah, you can get away with more stuff when you do spin-offs. That's all it is. Yeah. Just don't put yeah, the yeah. number in the title and people won't be as critical. <laughs> That's yeah. Weird. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah.
1: true. Yeah.
0: Um That would be cool though. Yeah. I'd love to live in a world where me and Fish can do multiplayer vats where it's like rock, paper, scissors. My turn, shooting it right at Fish's leg or and then he's shooting me. Slow motion back and forth. It's like a two minute fight that takes thirty minutes. Um uh fish do you have what do you what kind of E3 predictions are you looking hey, at? Hey, I'm man? not
5: done. Oh, oh
0: <laughs> I'm done? What the fuck?
5: I'm just I'm just bouncing around. You gave everyone <laughs> multiple, but you fuck around and give me one? Uh, yeah. start being well, a better well, host, dickhead. It, yeah. Fish I'm sorry, can wait.
0: The hundred the cortana thing just mm-hmm. is it's you were yeah. late today, now I'm just holding
5: it against you. I'm sorry. Go ahead, <laughs> Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I deserve that. <laughs> 100%. No, mm-hmm. uh, no, one other big one. That's the only other one I have is I think Nintendo is going to announce like a really big, whether it's a new IP or it's going to be a sequel to some game that you guys aren't expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that there's, there's that whole thing where they, um, GameStop, I don't know if it was purposeful or accidentally, they released 10 new, uh, Nintendo Switch price points, which were all at $60. And, mm. um, I just have a feeling one of those is going to be a new IP or it's just going to be a, a really big sequel no one's really expecting. So, can can we go back? I, I want to like analyze
0: that actual prediction just to give you shit here. So, you're basically predicting Nintendo's going to make a game because it's either something new or a sequel. So, you're just saying Nintendo's going to make a game?
1: No,
5: you, I'm not. I'm saying you gotta, they're to pick I'm, one. No, I'm yeah. not. It's something
1: that we've not seen before, I think, like uh, that they've not announced yet. The prediction yet that is that
5: it's. it's... Right. Well, that that's be an IP,
1: prediction. but
2: if it's a good
1: idea. I get where she's coming from. That it's it's not something that's already been announced. It's not something that we know is in development. It's it's gonna be basically a curveball from Nintendo that
2: yeah. Exactly.
1: I, I, I see it. Okay, <laughs> Back you yeah. up there, Shay. Yeah. But so more than likely that wouldn't yeah. be a sequel, that could probably be a new IP well, more than likely. I think ideally, yeah. I mean that would be cool. Nintendo yeah. actually doing I can't <laughs> imagine it would IP. be
4: something in their main franchise. I mean, obviously, it's not Mario or Zelda at this point, but I mean, they right. they have yeah. they have other stuff. I mean, obviously, I, I think they're going to lean into Metroid this year, just because people were so hyped from last year. Um, That's true, but well, they but they've got room Metroid. for something else. Um, I mean, they're probably. I didn't even mention this because I'm sure, just as as soon as it is now, they've got to show basically everything about. Smash Brothers coming out later this year. I, yeah. I imagine yeah. they're gonna show pretty much everything on that. Um yeah. but but that's already AM been known. Everybody knows it's coming out. We essentially know what it looks like because it's a Smash Brothers game, so there's you know, not a huge need to know by everybody, like what is this thing going to be? You know, you've seen it. Um Yeah. But I I I imagine we're gonna see basically all of that. But yeah, I I think they could show us something that we have no clue about at this point right yeah yeah Yeah. i mean like okay with with
5: with their with the the video game um mediums predilections lately are their um desire to go back to old games and revamp them i wouldn't be i just i wouldn't be surprised if nintendo out of nowhere revived an old series just to make a new game do you have a hunch that's kind of like go the hunch
0: what old I series
5: could it be? How would I know? I'm not a big Nintendo guy. That's why I'm saying this the way it what? is. That's making
0: bold. Fire
5: Emblem. There we go.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, make a bold. Say something bold. This doesn't have to
5: come true. We don't fucking know. I don't have. I don't have one. Okay. Okay. Right. Fire Emblem is a good one though. That would. If be... you want, if you want the prediction, ask Josh. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Nintendo guy.
0: Well, hmm. all right. Thank you, Shay, for your. Nintendo prediction, but didn't tell me to ask Josh, I appreciate that. <laughs> <you. laughs> uh, no, I like Fire is a good one. You he's outsourcing see his predictions. Fi- we already know Fire Emblem's <laughs> coming,
5: though. That's dumb. We already None? know Fire Emblem's coming. We already they know Bayonetta 3's us. coming. Yeah, they have announced a new Fire Emblem is coming for the Switch. Well, as far as well they announced a spinoff-ish sort of a thing. Right. Yeah. It was at the last E3, mm-hmm. so we already know that's coming. Oh, we know real Bayonetta three Fire is coming. Emblem. We, uh, like you said, you know, oh. Smash Brothers has got to be coming. Like, sure, Pikmin four is going to be announced. How, there you go. There's your prediction. There we Pikmin go. Pikmin four is going to be at E3. There we go.
2: See,
0: yeah. on the record. All right. Sorry, Josh. She outsourced <laughs> it, but we took it back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Alright, so I'm going to segue to you this time, Fish, sorry. Um, hey. yes, yeah. here we go. We got we got heated, woo, we got excited there! We got heated! Um,
3: <laughs> uh, what do you, you think, Fish? You got any E3 predictions? Um, you guys said a lot that uh, I kind of agree with and would like to see, um, but I think the sleeper game of this year, for me, that... It's it's already has a release date. Red Dead Redemption Two, uh, we know is coming out at the end of this year, but we haven't seen any gameplay footage. We don't know what exactly that game is gonna entail from Rockstar if it's gonna have you know a big online world. So um, I think if if there's any time for Rockstar to announce or show a big reveal of the video game, it would be at E3 to you know hype up everybody for. When they know it's going to be released, and I'm sure a lot of people have it pre ordered and everything, but. Um, That's yeah, your Battle I, Royale,
0: Jason, right there. Red Dead Redemption Battle yeah.
3: Royale. Yeah. More than likely, it. I, They've well, already I got know. a big enough it's, world for it. Rockstar.
4: I mean, yeah. Yeah. there's not really much they could throw in thematically to have the world shrink that I can think of that would not be just ridiculous, but.
2: But they've already got the world. That
4: uh, yeah, a storm, <laughs> Another a hurricane storm. is closing in from all sides.
2: <laughs> Just
0: bears, hundreds of bears, yeah. bears. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a circle of bears.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean a wild west kind that, of battle royale type of thing. Be cool. I think. I think that. Yeah. Could, and could and then when it's work, down to the you know, last two,
0: of... you have to do an old school. Yeah, they, shoot they go out. To the, You got to yeah. do the.
1: Poof, Okay. Yeah. I think. I think actually, it it could it, that kind of thing could work if like ammunition was like pretty seriously limited. Yes, like you yeah. you have six shots in your gun. Ooh, um, I like it. But you know, and people right. kind of play a little a little more cautiously, and and it gets down to the point where it's like, who's gonna shoot first? Who you know? You gonna kind of like trick Ooh. somebody into you know pulling the wrong shot, and then you you kind of duck out, and then. Mm-hmm. Things get a little can you imagine kind of-
0: that you go into a building and you're excited because you find one bullet you're just like oh my god there's <laughs> one bullet in here thank you <laughs> it's like,
1: that'd be the i mean yeah one. i mean that's, that's where i would love is is some games to to take that that whole kind of battle royale thing and make it their own do something cool with it rather than just what are we going to replace the storm with like in halo you could imagine like uh an enormous circle of 100 100
0: naked cortanas
4: Oh no, you're in the storm like... of Cortana's. Get out <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> help me This is horrible yeah. <laughs> I
0: can't move <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to move. That's the problem. You know what I
1: mean? It's, but yeah, it's like you know, you you can't just replace like one thing with some something that loosely fits in with a the theme. Like you can't yeah. have like a thousand scorpion tanks just closing in on you, just like yeah, you know, it's just stupid. So so yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see you know that that would be quite cool, some sort of Wild West type thing, and just change you know change the dynamics of yeah. bit. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think Red Dead Redemption, and and I think I think they're going to show a lot, like you know, like Fish saying, it's it's it's, you know, it's it's, it's gonna be coming pretty soon, I'm I'm sure. Um they they're gonna to have to show quite a lot. Um and I'm pretty sure people will be mm-hmm. really hyped to see um just as much as they, they can get for that type of game. You know, it's yeah. a huge it's yeah. a huge deal.
3: Yeah, I'd imagine Rockstar's gonna I think they got something hit in a way, something big, um because you know, they they had so much success with uh GTA fives online. Um, and I'm sure they're gonna kind of think progressively here and kind of push um themselves out of that hole since there's so many games out there now that follow the open world type of um mechanics in the games and it sells well. I'd imagine Rockstars gonna try and break that mold a little bit and do something new, um uh, whether it be in their online or yeah uh, in their regular game, but either way i'm I'm pretty excited to see. Uh, gameplay footage from there
0: yeah that's a good one fish okay Red Dead what else you got on the list or is that it
3: um that's
0: it I would say yeah do so something crazy give me something insane something that you're throwing it out there like we did with like I made Shade do he went with uh, Pikmin mm-hmm. 4
3: um well give us something crazy something crazy ah maybe a remake of Kex <laughs> <laughs> stealing his yes <laughs> stealing
0: no he's his- not stealing he's not stealing he's, like, he he's even, helping a brother he can't even out. look at me and then why-
5: oh my god i love you fish yeah. i love you
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: this is why we're best friends uh uh let's see uh
3: i guess from the place I'll, I'll stick with the playstation one era they're gonna fully remake blasto and make him more nastier and Foul mouthed space captain just flying around finding babes. Uh, He's pretty much just going to be like. Nukem in spandex? (laughs) Yes. 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 With a ray gun. That's right. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's Gearbox's next game. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It sucks that Gearbox came out and said there was no Borderlands 3. I know. That's just a
3: sad, sad, sad day i mean i don't th- i don't think they know what they're trying to make at this point like they can't commit to something or they just don't have a brilliant idea no, with the don't. game
0: they're just waiting yeah yeah it must be tough you know there, yeah the creativity there seems to be in a little okay well that that's cool i think there's a lot of good stuff there was there anything jason i know you are that you didn't get to mention that you wanted to um before you move on here
1: um i mean there was there was a few things that i'd know i mean i You've already said, yeah, Cyberpunk, definitely. I think we're going to see something, whether it's gameplay or not. I'm not too sure. Because um, not not a whole bunch has been said about that. Um, obviously, we've got a whole bunch of titles that have been leaked with the infamous uh, Walmart Canada leak of 2018. Um, it's going to be forever known. I think whoever leaked that has definitely been fired. But- um, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, Anthem. I think we're definitely going to see oh, way yeah, more. Yeah. Um, we'll see I think there more. should be a trailer dropping at some point today. Actually, yeah, um, they've been doing some little teasers, and I'm sure it's today. Um, so yeah, later on today we're going to know more about that, and definitely at E3 we're going to learn more. Um,
0: now that Fisher's abandoned Destiny, uh,
1: Rage I Two. I mean, yeah, <laughs> the whole thing with Rage Two. Um, I if if that hadn't been announced, I would have been saying there's going to be a Doom Two announced. Mm. Um, and it would have been mm-hmm. the most like badass, full-on metal be. kind of trailer, and Pro- and yeah, they, they, they would have barely trailer, given any maybe. info. A logo,
0: I mean, we maybe could a logo, that. something?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but because Rage 2, I think, from from what we've seen, I think um, the way it feels, and it's basically like, take Doom, replace the the kind of um, slightly more enclosed environment or somewhere more open, and replace metal with punk, and Um, you can imagine the kind of feel that they're going to have with the the mechanics and stuff is probably going to be quite similar so i don't see them putting doom up against rage um i think it would kind of i think if they did announce doom it'd probably pull the the light away from from rage Mm. too much um Mm, yeah so that that was the only thing that made me realize that maybe they won't announce another doom yet they'll probably wait for, for next year i imagine because because of rage i think it's just too close the the ips are kind of and obviously, two shooters from from Bethesda. I think it'd be they'd be fighting against each other. So yeah. Um, so yeah. So
3: right. I, I, you know.
1: Obviously, we're going to see more with Rage Two. They've you know, they pretty much uh, had to. Um,
3: yeah that that was kind of a pleasant surprise for me to yeah. hear that they were making a Rage Two. Like everybody, like I I I personally thought that 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 series was just dead. Like it was a one and done. It wasn't successful, but Bethesda went ahead and just revived it and yeah I, I feel like yeah, they doing a good it. job with it
1: yeah you know? yeah I enjoyed the original so I was it was it was quite weird because um I'd actually watched um uh Fury Road uh, Mad Max Fury Road um not too long ago um mm-hmm. and I kind of uh, I don't I haven't played the the recent Mad Max game and it actually made me think I was like rage needs like a, a rage type game I wasn't necessarily thinking another rage but I, I, it reminded me of Rage, and I was thinking of Rage, and I was thinking that kind of game, but with kind of way more theatrics, you know, um, a bit more flamboyant, right. a bit more over the top. And then you see this Rage Two trail, and that's pretty much exactly what I would imagine more somebody wingstick. taking, like Mad Max. The, the The latest Mad Max is is kind of so over the top, and and you know, it's it's kind of uh, I, I I love that film, and and to capture that kind of feel, where it's kind of you know, who who cares if there's some some dude who looks like he's been taken you know, straight out of Slipknot playing guitar on, on the front of some thing that's made up <laughs> of like, yeah, you know, a hundred Marshall amps. No and,
5: one, one, Oh, oh good.
1: No, I was just going to say, it just gave me that kind of vibe, um, that, that kind of totally no holds bad over the top, um, kind of thing where, yeah, it's just that kind of punk vibe, which they've really kind of seized even with their reaction to the
5: whole leak thing. So,
1: yeah, I think, mm. I think Rage 2 is think- going to show quite a lot.
5: I think it would, yeah. I think to, like, another out-of-left-field prediction, and it would be awesome since we talked about minigames a few weeks ago, is if they had, like, that similar situation with, like, Guitar Guy from Mad Max in Rage 2. But when you, like, enter that guitar <laughs> area on the truck, it turns into Guitar Hero. So suddenly you're playing Guitar Hero in Rage <laughs> 2. That would be great. To punk songs i so say you've
1: got like yeah you've got your guys with you and if you play okay. better they they yeah, kind of they you know could. it gets them all amped up and yeah, yeah. bolsters that you yeah. you're your kind of your crew So instead of like killing
5: people you're just you're like shredding as battles going on around you and it's pumping yeah. them up and making them do more damage.
4: Mhm. I guess they could um, announce bands if they were going to have any sort of like licensed music or something like What's going to be I don't think it'd be
5: licensed music I think it'd probably just be like whatever music they're using inside the game essentially
4: Yeah. So they'll probably write more... their own but it would be interesting if they did something like that just out yeah. of nowhere all of a sudden you're playing some, Coldplay some just... mm-hmm.
5: while you're killing people
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> that um, would be quite a switcheroo
2: like the,
1: the more lame the music the worse you, you, you guys <laughs> kind of perform Aww.
5: but I like Coldplay I don't, no one likes Coldplay, but I like Coldplay. I don't know why.
1: All right. yeah, okay, but I can't imagine you kind of riding through a wasteland trying to get your, <laughs> mm-hmm. your, group and it was
2: of, all, up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: At
5: <laughs> Look at work. the stars. <laughs> <laughs> Look um, out. How- <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyways, I, so I got to take off. I have to get to a wedding. I know we got a little bit of a late start today, so I'm going to let – I sent you guys everything else. We'll let Shay finish this up here. Uh, Jason, I just want to say thank you for being here with us, of course. Um, no problem. Always great to talk to you again. I'm sorry I couldn't finish out the rest of this, but um, uh, it, a lot of great topics. It's ex- exciting to see what happens with E3 starting today. So um, it's great to talk to you again. It's uh, will... cool. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure. I'll let you guys finish this up. I'm going to take off, and uh, I'll catch up with you and our listeners next week. I was going to throw the fish to finish hosting just to see if he could sink it down the the shithole from here on out, but I'll (laughs) I'll let you guys take over. (laughs) All right, see
5: ya. Cool. Yeah, have fun at the wedding. All right. So I guess we're going to transition from there to the polls, looks like. So, uh Morgan ran some polls on the Instagram this week and the first one he ran was the new spin-off Pokemon games for the Switch seem cool. And 66% of people said yes. They do look cool. Hmm. What do you guys think? I haven't I haven't seen much on these. Like I just saw hmm. that they were announced that they're pairing with basically Pokemon Go. So Nintendo's basically finally playing ball with uh Pokemon Go and Pairing up.
1: I'm I'm really surprised that it wasn't a higher number. To be honest, <laughs> um, with it being Pokemon, I yeah, I, I I could see any sort of Pokemon announcement just people getting super excited. But I guess it may be because I mean it's not a total remake. It, it's kind of inspired by some of the the um, the earlier games. I suppose that's where they're going with it. Mm. It's not actually you know a complete yeah. just reskin of an old game type of deal um right so i guess that's where people maybe that's why the number isn't as high as i expected i think because it's not a kind of 100 percent all new kind of pokemon um right yeah it's it's
5: it's Uh, like basically like additional content dlc i i feel like in a way yeah yeah i think i think
1: some people just see it as yeah as uh, it's just nintendo rehashing things again you know they they revisit you know, Pokemon stuff and bring out new versions of older Pokemon, um, titles quite often. Right. Um, so I guess, yeah, maybe because it's not a a whole, you know, entirely hundred percent new thing, maybe, maybe that's why, you know, I I would have Mm -hmm. expected, yeah, like a 90% kind of, yes, everyone's hyped about Pokemon, but yeah, so I was Mm -hmm. was quite surprised to see, see only like 60 something percent is, you know.
5: Yeah. And I think that also, I think that speaks to. I think that speaks to the fact that Pokemon Go right now is, I mean, it's the hardcore people who love that game are still playing it in America. But for the most part, that craze died out um, about as fast as it came in Japan. It's still huge. Like I can tell you guys that right now, people still play it on the trains all the time. I see people buried, their heads are still buried in their phones, playing it, walking around. I know in America, it's just, it's not that big anymore. Like not, not as big as it was when it first came out, for obvious reasons, or even the first few months, but yeah. um, I, th- I think it's cool that Nintendo's playing ball finally. I think that's kind of the the coolest thing is like Nintendo's mm-hmm. lighting up a little bit, and that's probably for monetary reasons, but at least they're playing ball. Yeah,
3: yeah, I, I like the fact that they're they're kind of they're taking the Pokemon Go because um, from that video, it showed that you can transfer stuff between Pokemon Go and. Your Switch, yes. so I'm curious how that connectivity is going to work, but um, that is something cool. Like, it, it's kind of connecting yeah. you know, all their more popular or I guess they're yeah. all their different games together, um, and including that little peripheral, um, which is kind of kitty, but like that's something that my daughter could probably get into as yeah. far as like uh, playing Pokemon. And um, after I saw that, I was like, the whole time, I was like, ah, this. like Jason was saying, it's another rehash and I just I I almost was turned off to the whole Pokemon franchise until I thought about, you know, my daughter playing it. I'm like, oh man, this would be a great way for me and my daughter to be playing a game. We each get a controller off the Switch and we could just, you know, play side by side, catching Pokemon and battling them. Like that'd be a a nice ease of entry into the Pokemon series instead of, you know, going deep into the RPG elements of it.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I think, I think that kind of um, it it goes back into some of the stuff I was mentioning earlier with the whole thing of um, the N64 having, having the um, uh, transfer pack where you could, you know, you could get your Pokemon from your Game Boy game, have them on, on your, you know, on your TV screen and see them in 3d. And then you feel like, you know, these are, these are the, kind of pokemon that you've been training for so long you get really attached to and then you can see them in another capacity um they're kind of going going that way again i mean um Mm -hmm. you know the fact that you might i guess the way i haven't looked too much into it but i guess the way is that you know you could go out walking in the real world pick up a pokemon that you've you know you've captured transfer that onto your switch then train it up yeah on your you know in a typical uh, more traditional kind of pokemon game um, I think that's really cool. And then the fact that you've got this almost Tamagotchi-ish kind of deal where you could take that Pokemon with you in a physical um, device. And I've seen that it kind of interacts with the kind of little motions that you do. So, or, or you know, the kind of little, whatever the hell Nintendo call it, high-definition vibrate kind of things that they've got in their controllers. I guess they're tying that in. So you're going to feel like this Pokemon is living inside this this controller. Um, right. So they're, they're kind of yeah, it's like they're taking all the possible kind of worlds that Pokemon can can live in and just mashing that whole thing together. Where you can, yeah. you know, you on on your mobile or whether yeah. you've got this little controller that you can take with you or whether you sat on your sofa at home, um, that all of those kind of interact with each other. I think yeah. I think that's kind of that's a really cool way to take it, rather than having all these separate things where when nothing kind of communicates. It's yeah, I think it's really. And yeah, I think the, it's cool.
4: The, 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 it, yeah, it's cool. It looks like they're going to... and They've kind of brushed up against this a few times the last several games about making an online account and that kind of keeps all your stuff together, and especially if they're linking it with Pokemon Go. You've already got that account. Just, you know, just linking it so it can be something you can just access from the Switch or from whatever. is really cool. Just kind of bring the whole experience together. I mean, they could even do something like we were mentioning before, have anything you catch here be transferred to whatever the next full Pokemon game is after all of this. Um, which is really neat. I mean, the, the, my only worry about that is if it starts to feel like it's all one game after yeah. after they keep going yeah. with it, it might be it's harder It's already been get having that problem
5: later. a little bit.
4: Yeah. Yeah, which, yeah, I mean usability wise as far as you know just fun things you can do with it it all sounds really cool but i am i'm kind of worried long term how yeah. how to make it feel fresh right yeah i think it it new. has this
5: feeling right now it has this feeling right now um i'm sorry to cut you off for me that like, kind of what the Star Wars franchise is doing now that Disney has taken over is, like, they're trying to constantly put movies out to keep Star mm-hmm. Wars fresh yeah. in your mind. Like, every year, it's like, okay, well, you know, yeah. nine's going to be coming out on the horizon, but first, let's throw out Solo to keep you guys invested mm-hmm. for this year. And that's kind of what this game, at the end of the day, feels like yeah. to me. It's it kind of has like, an opposite effect. Uh, like, we're, not oh, re- we're not ready for the new Switch actual game, so let's throw out this other version
4: yeah yeah I, yeah I feel like it has an opposite effect like let's not let everyone forget about this so they don't you know completely drop off and i kind of feel like it has the effect of it, it, it's it's got sequelitis. like you're starting yeah. to yeah. enter the assassin they gonna territory. Lock, they're gonna
1: lock themselves into this this kind of system that they're gonna build where if you're gonna have some of the hardcore fans like say say the people who are still crazy about pokemon go now um you know, they'll be yeah. investing so much time, so much effort, catching, you know, their Pokemon, getting them into their Switch games, training them there, um, you know, doing doing all that stuff, really investing in it. And then if they release a new title that's completely new and you start from scratch, um, people are going to be severely annoyed if, if they've been investing so much time. So it's almost like, it, yeah, I, I think as in terms of just Pokemon Go, um the new switch titles and stuff, if they were kind of in isolation with each other, you know just just it was a one time deal um I think it could be really cool and and i th- i think it it could be really fun and great, but yeah, I can see the problem where they would kind of um trap themselves in this cycle of just having to release updates to Pokemon go, then a new let's go game, then updates to Pokemon go then a new let's go game, and that's how it you know it could just yeah. get into this kind of cycle where um where they can't drag themselves out of this kind of weird little um, bubble that they've created, where people are just constantly kind of catching Pokemon, putting them into the same game. And if you, if I mean, like Destiny um, did with Destiny One, everyone thought that this was going to carry on for 10 years and you, if that would be your same character mm-hmm. for 10 years. And the only thing that transferred across was the way it looked and maybe a gamer tag. And that was it. Um, yeah. And if, and people didn't like that even after one game, you know, it was, you've invested all this time in in one character and then they pull the rug from under you and it's like oh no it's all gone and if they did that after people invested so much time in pokemon go and a let's go game if they just said hey look we got a new title and it's got nothing to do with any of these then i think people would freak out mm-hmm. um right they would feel like yeah. all of their There's time be a level that they've invested in is if gone I'm,
5: if you're constantly catching
1: yeah i think main, mainstream gamers would get a bit tired of it and then you'd get the kind of hardcore crazy people who would literally just like that is all they play um you know those guys would would just you know who and sometimes it is the more crazed fans who are who are the loudest um so yeah it could it could kind of yeah. create some tricky situations in future where where yeah the new what do they do for a new title how how do they reinvent yeah. it with when they've got this kind of yeah weird system in place but
2: i don't know it, for the time it is, being i think it
5: it's is. cool I, th- I think it's cool and i think it, at the end of the day what will kind of define whether it's successful or not are are like two things a do fans feel enough fatigue with the series that they're like ah, come on another one and also like you're alluding to jason like we've all kind of alluded to the transferability between uh pokemon go and the let's go games so as long as that transfer is seamless and they kind of have it down to where you're not you're not losing anything i think it'll be successful enough so yeah okay so the, the next poll that um, was run on the Instagram was setting aside my feelings on the games, and this is Morgan, so imagine his voice. Setting aside my feelings on the games, the Pokeball controller is a day one purchase for me. 55% said yes, and I was absolutely shocked by that number, that it is so high. To be honest mm. with you, mm. I was shocked that yeah. it was that high, but then... I think about what Fish said, like, kids are going to find that adorable. And it reminds me of, like, Skylanders when kids Mm -hmm. would just go nuts over those. So it makes perfect sense. And then when I thought about it that way, I was shocked that the number wasn't higher. So I'm really conflicted on that controller.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm there with you. Like, I thought it was kind of dumb looking at first, but then again, like, I'm... uh, Update on the Labo, because, you know haven't really given you anything yeah. since the first weekend with that my kid still no. fucking loves that thing she has been building all that stuff and just she she plays that thing every day every day that's cool um like she just built the piano last week and so she's been playing around with that just just constantly she's constantly constantly playing with that and so i think i like you're saying something with pokemon like that that they can just pick up and hold um yeah, that's really cool I, actual I can, pokeball that's mm-hmm. yeah you know
2: <laughs> yeah
4: i think that's yeah. a big deal for
1: kids honestly as i a think kid, for us we see it as a peripheral it's a controller it's it's just a device that that has features it does things but for a kid it's like you've got a pokeball and there's you can put your yeah, pokemon like I'm, in there. I'm, your i favorite am holding
2: pokemon. it yeah like yeah
1: like right. you train mm-hmm. up your right like I, I went outside caught a Raichu, put it on my let's go game uh trained that dude up he's you know he's like the best right you around now i can put him in my pokeball put him in my backpack and taking him on on my little trip you know on, uh-huh. on, on some holiday away somewhere with the family and it's like this this little thing <laughs> right. is, is going everywhere with you and it's like it's not just in the game it's not just yeah. on your you know on your 3ds it's not on your switch at home it's not you know it's in a pokeball which is it just brings that that you know obviously the the fantasy of the world you know into kind of a, a real life thing so for a kid you know, when you start thinking about it, it's like holy shit that that's a really exciting kind of concept. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really surprised they haven't already done it because you know you think about it, it's just it's so obvious. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, for kids. Uh, yeah, so so when when you say yeah, uh, uh, the 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 whole kid thing, and and when you look at the Labo, the the Skylander stuff, the Disney Infinity, all that kind of thing, it's yeah, it's a real surprise that that number wasn't like hundred percent because yeah it's 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 yeah. pokemon and, and it's a pokeball it's just it's pretty cool
2: mm-hmm.
5: right yeah and a, th- a thing too that i kind of thought about in a joking way is like if i'm a kid and i'm carrying that around i'm ab- i'm I'm elated i'm absolutely excited and if some kid bullies me i just smash him in the head with the controller it doubles head. it's <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> like you're gonna bully me i'm gonna smash you with this pokeball because i don't give a shit Nah, no, but what, what do you think, Onyx, Fish? Is so... that a day one purchase?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I definitely. I you know what I would do. I, I'm I'm actually gonna show my daughter it mm-hmm. at the store and see gauge mm-hmm. how excited she is to see that, and I'll let her know how what it does as far as like you can control mm-hmm. your character in the game, and you can also you know take along one of the Pokemon who stay in the Pokeball with you along with you wherever you go and just gauge her from there and if she's totally excited for for it then I will definitely get it for her but if she's not that excited then I think I'm just gonna get the game Mm -hmm. and um, yeah she did she did love Pokemon Go though Uh, she enjoyed playing yeah I remember your
5: whole family your whole family was loving that game when it first came out Mm
3: -hmm. yeah we we enjoyed you know just going out walking the park and. Catching Pokemon and my daughter was right along with us catching Pokemon, so um she definitely is into Pokemon. Um but I don't think she can get into the core game at this point as far as like yeah. you know, how it's heavily RPG type of mechanics. Um Right. But I, I really it's- hope that like the core game doesn't get dumbed down in any way.
5: Well, yeah, I mean, that, I kind of I think that speaks to like the different eras of gaming. Like for us, when we were gaming, a lot of a lot of the popular games were either action adventure or they were in depth RPGs. So that's kind of what we grew up on. But now mm-hmm. games aren't like well, they are and they aren't. Like there are those RPG elements in so many games now, but a lot of them are dumbed down. Like they have like such a wide range to where you could play them as just a dumbed down version, or you can play it as a pretty in-depth thing Whereas, right. like when we were younger, we didn't have that availability. You either, you either learned on the fly or you didn't play that game.
2: So yeah,
5: that's, mm-hmm. that's interesting, but okay. So maybe, maybe a day one purchase, Josh, is it a day one purchase for maybe. you?
4: Yeah. I, I, I think I'm kind of on the same page as fish. I'll talk to my daughter. See, so yeah, probably, probably make a trip to GameStop and see what she thinks. Cause I think she'd really like it, that's but right. you know, I don't, Want more stuff in my house if she's yeah. just not interested. So.
5: Right. Yeah. Just another controller in a fucking
4: uh, yeah. Tupperware giant. Yeah. I'll put it on my those. pile of rock band guitars. <laughs> you know, <laughs> guitar oh, God, hero crap. Rock band and guitars. And, yeah, just, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Just, oh, add man. it to the pile. Just, yeah.
4: Yeah.
5: Pile of stuff that no one uses. <laughs> that's, that's right. What about you, Jason? I know you don't have any children yet but i sorry is that a is that a day one purchase for you
1: um i mean i've um my brother's got two kids niece and nephew who they're big into their games and um they don't actually have a switch but i could see i could see them really getting into it and and really enjoying actually having having this this kind of controller that, that kind of yeah it just makes the whole kind of concept a bit a bit more tangible a bit more real to it to a kid you know yeah. the imagination you kind of you know it brings that kind of role-playing thing you're actually the pokemon trainer kind of thing you're not just controlling this this avatar on screen yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah so yeah i i could see them getting really excited about that um definitely kind of yeah it's, it's just fun un- to adults it's more of a technical Uncle jason kind of will have to be nice though it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah Uncle yeah,
5: jason yeah. Will have to be nice not only by the game and the controller but a switch
2: <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> no i extreme. need to get myself a switch first
5: <laughs> yeah you and me both I, we're both lagging on Desperately. that. Desperately. yeah Hmm. Yeah. interesting okay well that's fair so we're we're kind of tepid here on it um slightly hopeful and we'll see what happens when uh it's, it releases here soon yeah the next one And I know Morgan was inspired by this. Him and I were talking about this earlier this week. Um, We Actually, had a pretty funny discussion about it. The next poll was, the Sword Chomp logo is the sexiest logo in the game coverage industry. And this was in honor of Jason, who is the guy, the wonderful person who designed our logo, obviously, Um, did such a great job. And 73% said yes. And Morgan and I agreed on something. We were... Absolutely flabbergasted that number was not 100%. And it it was so funny. He actually uh, dove in to who voted no. And I'm not going to oust anyone because he he ended up telling me. But he ended up private messaging one of the people and was like, what the hell, bro? Like, you've been (laughs) here since day one and you're not saying this is the sexiest (laughs) logo. So this person told him. Some of the logos, and we went and looked, and we were like, "What? What? Like those logos? There's but no nah, accounting they're, for they're taste. Still cool logos, but we have the sexiest logos. Yeah, it's it's taste. The scary thing for me is that you can
1: actually get the names of those people who've actually voted." <laughs> Um, yeah. cause yeah, I, I mean, I yeah, joked and- about it. I was like, right, I'm going to need the names and dresses of, of that 27, whatever <laughs> <some> people.
2: <laughs> I didn't yeah, realize right? that was an actual And you're going to make them each that, an,
5: indivi- yeah. an individualized logo of their name with a giant poop emoji. Just intricately <laughs> yeah. evolved. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, that'd be, that'd be um, the as hell, Rebrand really each,
1: each and every one of them. But no, that's right. I, no, because- I was, I was actually, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised because, um, I mean, people, people always have their, you know, their own tastes and stuff and, and yeah, it's, you know, yeah. it's a quite, but it's a very kind of, you know, obviously we went for a very game oriented kind of style, which was, you know, it's kind of, yeah. it's a game podcast. That's the, the only no. way we could go with it. Um, so right. yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, it, looking at the evoking the, the sublime logo, that's, you know, it's a far more kind of serious yeah. looking logo in a way it's, you know. It's less kind of playful, yeah. less colourful. Um, you know, some right. other people could could prefer that kind of style. So that's always the yeah, but it's it's, it's just fun to know people
5: actually like it. <laughs> that's
2: uh, yeah, like that's to be honest with you.
5: I I love both of the logos that you've designed. I've loved everything you've designed for for us, whether it's like the original Sword Chomp logo with everything that came with it. The Dagger Tooths were awesome. The Evoking the Sublime was awesome. I've loved all of it personally, and I know I know the other guys here have, and they can say what they um, specifically want to say. But I know, like I remember contacting you on um, Upwork, and I, I I just remember going through that whole process, and I remember just being so worried because i was like i've never done anything like this i don't know anything about graphic design anything about logos and i just was like this is going to be essentially our brand from here on out whatever we get designed and each step of the way you were you were you just worked with it and you made it like (laughs) you made it uh far far better than i could have expected so um for me personally it was you know is everything I wanted and more and it's stuff I didn't even know I wanted with the logo that it just turned out well. So, I mean the 73%, I'm happy with that. I mean, like, like you said, it's taste yeah. at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's taste and you're making me blush now, so you're going to have to stop. Shane. Mm. <laughs> but no, it's yeah. I can't. Um, I'm, 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 I'm still <laughs> really, really happy with the, the logo. So yeah, no, it was cool. Yeah. It's cool.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so cool that, uh, Fish was telling me that he wanted to get a sword chomp dental dam for himself in the bedroom.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What's a a dental dam? I I guess I don't want to.
5: (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you when you're older.
2: No, I'll tell you you off
5: the podcast, for real. I'll tell you off the podcast. That was a really shitty joke, to be honest with you. But um, no, uh, the the, the logo's so cool that we are actually getting... I know Morgan's been getting this a ton because he made that shirt with the logo, like the three-quarter sleeve shirt, and people have just been asking constantly. They want shirts. And I know that's something that we have been talking about for a little over a year now. And with the Patreon taking off, I think, about as well as we expected it to, um, that's something we're going to be looking at hopefully here in the next few months, because that logo. Yeah, be cool to get some merch sweet. out there. Yeah. 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 I, I know for a hundred percent, like for a fact, I want a shirt of that logo. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'd wear it.
1: I, I know, I, I know that's I would, a weird. I would saying. wear, I'd wear my own kind of work, but oh, I'd wear it. Fuck <laughs> that.
5: Fuck <laughs> that. If Kanye West has a house party where he makes all of his guests listen to his album, I think you can wear your own logo. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm not comparing you to Kanye West. I'm saying, like, that dude has that ego and he doesn't give a shit. You should wear your fucking logo because it's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I just used a really bad analogy. So sorry about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, Fisher Josh, is there anything in particular you want to say about that poll? Like, you want to, you want to.
4: I don't know. I mean, that sounds about right. Like, we're saying, I love it, but yeah, you never know what people are going to like because. It's yeah.
1: just it's people. I figure
4: people, people. You, you can't people Ga- gamers can't in general
1: as well. That's that's uh, we're we're a fickle bunch.
4: Mm-hmm. We are.
5: We all are. We yeah. all are mm-hmm. tricky to please. Um, I, and I'm sure if Morgan was here, he would insert a weird. That's what she said because he doesn't know what fickle means. So I'm just going to say that <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> in Morgan's spirit, right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, so I got me right in the fickle. <laughs> sure that's what she said all right so we'll move on to the next yeah. poll next poll was fish and shay co-op twitch stream far cry 5 that was a whopping 79 percent. i think that was the highest poll out of all of them which means that uh you know morgan w- tried throwing that in our face earlier this week and fish and i were just like you just want us to play far cry 5 fuck off you know but honestly mm-hmm. and i I'm not going to tell Morgan this. I was going to tell him, but now he's gone. I actually, uh, I got my friend to lend me Far Cry 5 today. So, I was actually going to try it out tomorrow. Oh,
2: nice. Yeah, I'm
5: going to try it out tomorrow. Um, there will be a little surprise for him all for right. next week. Um, if, yeah, if you want to do that sometime this week, Fish, or next weekend, let me know. Um, I'm actually cool to try Far Cry 5 co-op awesome. online. Awesome.
3: Alright. Yeah, I was, uh... But I, I, it's been a while. Uh, I haven't played Far Cry 5, but, um... And since it came out, essentially, mm. like two or three weeks after it came out, I just yeah. fell off of it. But uh I haven't beat it. And I would like to, you know, run around that open world with you. I think there's a lot of be fun. fun hijinks that we could get into. and
5: Some tomfoolery.
3: great moments.
5: Yes. Yeah. Some tomfoolery. No, I, I, I. Actually I am a little bit looking forward to this because I love open world co-op. Um I remember playing Dead Island for better or worse that game had interesting co op and I loved playing the open world co-op. It was super fun. I played it with multiple friends. So yeah, I would I would totally be down to stream that game. Um for sure. Yeah. Uh for sure. Um uh Jason have you played Far Cry 5 at all or is that something you haven't
1: delved no, into yet? St- no, it's not not delved into it. I mean it 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 looks really fun just because of some kind of uh crazy clips that I've seen of just the most bizarre stuff happening. Um yeah. and it just strikes me as one of those games kind of like um in some ways like Breath of the Wild where it's it, the world is built in such a way that these things can just ha- like it 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 feels like there's systems in place that make it feel like there's there's stuff that happens regardless of whether you're there or not so um so yeah some crazy shit can can kind of happen it's not all down to you and you can come come across some really unique kind of uh shit that that goes down (laughs) um yeah so yeah i've seen i've seen loads of fun videos so yeah it does does look like a lot of fun um it's definitely and and i like i like those kinds of open world games you know kind of like grand theft auto type thing where you can screw doing the missions and stuff and just go around having a blast Mm -hmm. um and yeah, yeah, some you know co-op doing that kind of stuff, yeah, and and with the possibility of a bear just rolling in and attacking you, and whilst you're trying to do some other fun stuff with your friends, and yeah, it just it just you know, it it yeah. it looks fun. And
5: Interesting. Yeah, I definitely okay. Need well, to get it, I actually. mean, you 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 guys have. I know this is a very ignorant question. I'm sorry. Do you guys have rental stores in France? Or um. I don't think we actually do here. Um, I've, I've not looked
1: into it, but um, they pretty much died out in the UK, and I'm not even sure they have really been a thing here.
5: Yeah, um, yeah, I know they don't have any. Yeah. In J- when I was growing up, in you know, I haven't
1: found any in Japan, but I think the yeah. same thing. I mean, they, they might they out. might do somewhere, but I, I could imagine it being more of an independent thing. I don't think there's any big chain okay. retailer kind of thing that that's doing <laughs> that kind of stuff. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 the only trouble. If there's no demo, you've got to that's buy the thing.
5: That's fair. Well, if you end up get, if you end up buying it for some spirited reason, you find it on sale or something, and you want to come play with fish. Can you do more than two people before I start inviting people, or is it only two people?
3: Uh I think it's only two people, but I'm not a hundred percent of it.
5: Well, excuse me, Jason, you huh. can't play with us apparently. No, but if you end up getting it later on, <sighs> I'd totally be cool. Oh, streaming the last it with guy you. chosen for the team. Team's full. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the Pizza Bros all over again, just with Jason this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah, but if you end up picking it up and I still have it, yeah, I'd totally be cool with
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems cool. like one of those games where you, yeah, if you just fancy like a half an hour of just messing around having fun. It looks yeah, like that. Just I definitely enjoy it.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well fair enough. So yeah, I guess um for the the listeners then uh Fish and I'll coordinate a time, and uh, we will stream it. And I'm actually pretty excited. I haven't even played the game. I'll play it for the first time tomorrow, and uh, yeah, I'll let the guys know. And then you guys will find out next week if I side with Josh that mm-hmm. it's the worst Just game. Just Put all your points in the shovel. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: Only the shovel. Yeah, put all or... your points in the shovel. All right. Yeah, like right. the, the Should best. Should I name my you shovel? 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 Uh, Cheryl. I always called mine Cheryl the Shovel. <laughs> we've got... That's such a <laughs> such a bad joke. I love it. Cheryl the Shovel. Yeah.
5: Alright. All the points into Cheryl. hmm Alright. That's like that's like that's like the Walking Dead. What does he name his stupid bat Oh Lucille? Lucille, yeah. That's that's very reminiscent of that. Mm-hmm. Cheryl the Shovel, Lucille the bat. Alright. Alright, well Cheryl the Shovel yeah. it is. And uh we will decide a stream time and what you let you guys know on social media. So it'll be after this podcast. So stay tuned for that. Uh, the next mm-hmm. poll was Cuphead was rad, but I'm gonna be honest, it was too difficult for me to truly enjoy, and it was fifty fifty, and I hated this poll because I felt like this was insulting this the Sword Chomp community. Mm. I don't feel I don't feel like anybody feels like it's too difficult i feel like you could all handle this game this game is so great that you could all just deal with the toughness but yeah. apparently 50 percent of you agreed with morgan and i was just being um huh. uh, i was being too hopeful for you guys so uh yeah 50 50 um i don't know i don't know how you guys feel but yeah, I, that's I felt not... like this game is rewardingly difficult
4: but yeah that's not what bothered me about the poll the thing that bothered me about it is for some reason it's a new game about an old art style and he decided to use rad, you know, from the <laughs> 90s.
2: Right? Why couldn't yeah, he just that's... look
4: up what he would have called it, you know, back in the 30s and 40s, whenever? <sighs> yeah. That's Dude, that's it's the not biggest that hard. Yeah. <laughs> biggest fault with this with this poll. Well, it's it's
3: a it's the bee's knees of the yeah. games. Yeah. The bee's
4: knees. Hey? The bee's knees hey? yeah.
3: yeah,
5: she. Well, I I think Fish can attest to this. Morgan is, always, is a real wing dinger. that there you go. <laughs> I think we, Morgan, or, um Fish can attest to this. Morgan's been stuck in the 90s for way too long. Um he still thinks Linkin Park is the best band ever. Um Damn. he's still um where's jeans all the time?
3: Where does he? I've seen find him constantly.
5: <laughs> I don't know, but like I think he's just perusing garage sales constantly. I don't know. but I don't And know. he still he's eats still Domino's Caprisas.
2: pizza
5: <laughs> like he's 12. There's that. Alright, I've given enough shit, like, to Morgan. I'm done. <laughs> no. I was gonna
1: make a Blastoise comment, like,
5: no. I'll move on <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel bad. I've given Morgan enough shit without him being here. Mm-hmm. But no, um, it's interesting that 50% feel like this game is too difficult. I mean, I'm not surprised. A, I think it's a solid number, but... Um, I think that... that- partly
1: comes down to the the kind of buzz and hype that was around the game and partly due to the art style. I think you look at Dark yeah. Souls and Bloodborne and you can say, you know, yes they're difficult games, but they're pretty dark, kind of mature art style fits the the kind of challenging, kind of grueling nature of of that type of game. Um, you take yeah. a game that that is actually challenging but rewarding. I mean, I you know I I love a good challenging, rewarding game. You know, when you defeat some really tricky boss and your heart's racing and stuff, you get to the end of it, you really feel like you've actually achieved something. You haven't just yeah. oh I I I've been grinding away for like you know twenty hours just so that I can you know use a spell which does enough damage to defeat that guy. It's like great, but when you play right. something that's skill based and it's really um you know uh really challenging and you you actually feel like uh you know uh, a sense of reward for for completing it it's it's one of those things where yeah I think if if you go into it seeing like a fun art style, maybe that's too much maybe maybe people yeah. um kind of saw Absolutely. everyone getting excited about it, saw some cartoony art style were like, oh yeah, this looks like so much fun, and then they kind of sucked at it, and because they they yeah. sucked at it, they didn't want to try Just- and kind of you know nail it down and and get better and and, and you know maybe it's, yeah i don't know some people maybe don't want to invest as, as much kind of time and effort yeah, in getting good at something i get that um right and i get i get can that turn like, off.
5: yeah mm-hmm. i i know that when uh josh and i um 100% of the game on expert the one of the for me i i know josh didn't have as much trouble as i did i like if i didn't have the utmost desire to just get morgan to stop boasting about that to be honest with you um that was one of the big reasons and the other reason was i love the game so much i did want to complete it but i know that there were points where i really did not want to play that game anymore because i was just getting so pissed off but i was like i i you know i gotta do it i gotta do it for the challenge so i just kept pushing through had i not had that challenge there maybe i would have put it down and come back a month Mm -hmm. later to beat it you know um so i get that i get it's a difficult game um super meat boy for me was largely the same thing. Um, some people love that challenge. Some people don't want to be mad at their video games and I get it. So
4: yeah. Yeah. Leave it at that. Yeah. And, uh, saving all that energy for being mad at Twitter.
5: There you go. Yeah. Twitter. Twitter. (laughs) Oh, Twitter. (laughs) Oh, Twitter. Yeah. And then the last one that, um, Morgan put up and, uh, I think this is a great one. It is a huge Patreon donation from the Cosmic Pop-Tart. And he has this cool, it's actually probably the coolest picture Morgan's made. Uh, It's a little galaxy with a pair of Pop-Tarts in the middle, and it's uh, apparently linking via lightning neuron receptor type of looking thing with the SwordShop logo. But it's actually a pretty cool picture. But um, I want to say, personally, thank you to all our Patreon supporters, and a big shout-out to Cosmic Pop-Tart. that. It's incredible so seriously thank you for the large um, donation per month it's awesome it it helps us tremendously look at you know the merch options that we were just talking about earlier and stuff like that so thank you so much it's Mm. incredible Yeah, thank Thank you you. for all of us and thank you for linking yourself a pair of pop tarts to our logo the, the logo that we all love and appreciate so much because uh We love when when you link with us, and I want to thank Fish for still being in his daughter's bedroom after all these years.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. he (laughs) stays humble. Get out of here, guys. He stays humble. (laughs) (laughs) I need that money so I can buy myself, you know, a studio apartment or something.
4: Yeah, (laughs) actually, the only chair in the house is in his daughter's bedroom. That's yeah, that's why he's why he's in there (laughs) to use the The chair.
5: Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay, so I mean that wraps up the
4: polls. Um,
5: it's every Tuesday, I believe, or th- sorry, Thursday. Every Thursday, um, Morgan gets polls up on the Instagram. So be on the lookout for those. Um, they're always fun. They're always exciting, and we love to uh, talk about them on the show. So just make sure you check it out every Thursday on the Instagram at Swordchomp. So moving right along, uh, we're gonna go to the next, and I'm gonna keep this as brief as possible because the show has gone on pretty long this week despite the the changes um of personnel so um we'll just do a really quick bio break um this one the title we got it from science daily where we usually get it every week um is australian lizard scares away predators with ultraviolet tongue which is interesting um i actually pulled this one up i was going through and um, it's super fascinating to me. Basically how these blue tongue skinks work is when their predators approach them at the last second, they put out these tongues and to try and scare away their predators. So the abstract reads when attacked, blue tongue skinks open their mouth suddenly and as wide as possible to reveal their conspicuously colored tongues. The surprise action serves as their last line of defense to save themselves from becoming prey, says Martin, Martin Whiting of, I'm going to try and pronounce this and butcher it, Macquarie University in Australia, who conceived the study just published in Springer's journal, Behavioral Ecology and Socio- Sociobiology. The research revealed that the back of the northern blue tongue skink's tongue is much more UV intense and luminous than the front and that this section is only revealed in the final stages of an imminent attack. Hmm. So, basically how this works, and um, for just so you guys know, there are a ton of animals in the animal kingdom that have, um, basically, they see uh, light and just different wavelengths past what we can see. And a lot of animals can see UV vision, or they have UV vision. They can see UV light, yeah. such as birds. Birds are notorious yeah.
4: for this. People can uh, actually, it, really, but it's it's filtered through our the front of their through the cornea. Hmm. Yeah, it's, that makes uh, sense. Uh, it, actually, it's one of the reasons that Van Gogh had such strange color palettes. He had actually had cataracts, I believe it was cataracts, removed. They just, they just in order for him to see, they removed. Mm. One of his corneas And he, you could just see all those blues and purples in That's his cool work that I didn't know that Once, once, once he had that operation It's because he was perceiving wow. Drastically different colors
5: Yeah, that's crazy I didn't know that at all I have to look, I'm going to look more into that That's really cool Interesting Okay, well apparently some humans can too And I didn't know that yeah. The biologist learned well, something you, today yeah. <laughs> Interesting um but yeah like a ton of a ton of animals in animal kingdoms can in animal kingdom can such as birds, snakes, and obviously lizards, monitor lizards being one of them um, which are all main predators of the blue tongue skink. so um the researchers basically gathered this information using this really fancy instrument called a portable spectrophotometer to measure the tongue of multiple skinks and they found out that these skinks have a uv blue tongue and that makes sense with all the uh, photoreceptors of these animals being uv um susceptible essentially so they also found out that the rear of the tongue was twice as bright so that, that literally is their last line of defense. So the next part of the study, they simulated attacks on these lizards using fake predators, which sounds so terrible, like psychologically <laughs> yeah, jarring. Like,
4: ha! Ha! Yeah, just keep jumping like, at this. these lizards. Right.
5: <laughs> yeah. they. So the the team used a snake, a bird, a iguana, which is a monitor lizard, a fox, <laughs> and a piece of wood um as as a control okay that was like yeah, control, a control control like a two by four
1: this is yeah. australia we're what? talking about so you know uh-huh. shit shit's crazy over there yeah
5: <laughs> <apparently>. <laughs> i don't know why they used a fox I, I i don't think they have foxes over in australia if i remember correctly it's pretty much all marsupials but maybe that was hmm. just like a like a like a an outlier type of thing
1: but they couldn't. They couldn't get a kangaroo outfit for the day. So, <laughs>
5: <laughs> kangaroo, kangaroo Jack was booked for the sequel. That's never going to come out. That was a really bad mm. joke. Anyways, moving oh. on. Uh, <laughs> that was a really fucking bad joke. Um, mm. Basically, that they surmise that this type of display might be particularly effective against aerial predators. So, um, they. What else did they find out here that? Basically, these displays were most triggered by birds and foxes rather than snakes and monitor lizards. And uh, they mentioned nothing of the 2x4, which is, I think, the most interesting part of the study. They used the piece of what is control, and you don't learn anything about it. No, but they, the timing is really crucial as well. They said if the, the lizard performs too early, may break the lizard's cam- camouflage and then attracts the predator. So instead of working to you know like defend themselves it actually attracts the predator over and it, it obviously if it's performed too late it doesn't matter they get eaten anyways so um yeah it, it kind of fascinating um that be- like this kind of coincides because i was and this is something i want to talk with you guys about but i didn't really find a science article fitting enough for it is um i was listening to radio lab which is a really popular podcast that talks about anything science related and they revisited um something that they did years ago they basically said um the peacock mantis shrimp has the widest variety of colors that they see because basically we have like four sets of rods and cones in our eyes the man the peacock mantis shrimp has over 10 and uh they're just talking about vision and this um this article that I found happened to kind of coincide with when I listened to that. So it's really interesting to see like how we, how little of the spectrum we actually truly see versus a lot of other animals in the animal kingdom. So, um, what do you like? What What do you guys think? Is this like, is this fascinating to you? Like how limited our vision I've, is uh, in accordance with other animals yeah, or
1: I've, I've always been, um, fascinated by perception of of color and light and stuff i mean obviously i've been um studying um art and graphic design and stuff that's that's been my thing for most of my life now but um i've I've always kind of had this like weird um thing of do i know that the person next to me sees um kind of interprets color and and light and everything else the same as i do and i've always found that like Mm -hmm. a, a really kind of strange concept and then to take that even further that animals can see um like wavelengths of of, of light that uh completely you know imperceptible to us and and it's it's just crazy to try and imagine how you know we we don't have the capability to imagine how that would even look because we don't you know our minds don't work that way we don't see things that way um so yeah, yeah i just i I've, I've always found it really fascinating just when they say oh yeah this this animal can see um you know uv uh light that is you know imperceptible to us or or this animal can see a kind of a a spectrum of color that we can't see and it's like how how the hell would you even start to imagine how yeah you know how the world appears to this animal and and even there's there's like um lizards or snakes i think um and it's almost that they have a third eye on the top of their head and it's essentially a scale Mm. um one large scale that that um only perceives um just light levels it doesn't see kind of shape or color or anything, but they were saying it's essentially a third eye because it, it does take in light and, and it kind of, you know, it can perceive the light that, that is, is coming in through this yeah. kind of sensor in a way on the top of its head. And, right. and it's just those kinds of things. And yeah, yeah, that you couldn't get, you, you yeah. know, how, how the hell did you bend your brain around, around that kind of thing, imagining what, what
5: that, right. that appears like. Right, and the, and sna- snakes also have those little pits. Like some of them do, not all of them, um, have those little pits that sense heat as well. Which is, mm. you know, like that's a whole concept differently, uh, uh-huh. uh, different to this. But yeah, snakes are crazy. But yeah, it's one one thing. You know, that really got me thinking about this is that as well. Kind of inspired by this article, some other articles I read in conjunction with this, and the podcast I listened to is, you know, the four of us could see. I don't know some vibrant color and we each would say like, Oh, maybe this has more red in it. I would say maybe this has more red in it and fish would say, Oh, it has a little bit more orange in it. And then Jason, maybe say it has a little bit more yellow. And then Josh agrees with one of the three of us or something. Or he says, Oh, I think there's a little bit of blue in there. And we're like, what the fuck blue, but like we can all perceive a color just vastly different. Just based off of like how a, how, well our rods and cones work but be how th- that information is transferred to our brain but not only that but just like why why do we see these colors um you know like from an evolutionary standpoint why are we seeing these colors because color is such a big thing in the animal kingdom um which can indicate you know food sources and danger sources so like why why do we see this spectrum like what led us in in our past to see this spectrum and also On top of that, kind of, like, how does it affect our mood? Like, that's obviously such a huge thing in advertising is colors affect our moods. And I think that would be kind of cool to see, you know, them take a step further in the animal kingdom is, like, I know a lot of people don't believe that animals have basic moods, and that's that's still up for debate in some circles. I mean, like, they've shown that dogs have very basic moods, Um, yet people still don't believe that but um, they've used this kind of research to basically say these animals have these sources of color to detect if food is available or not available and if there's a predator available or not available but it would kind of be cool to see if they could associate these colors with very basic moods of certain animals and obviously the more intelligent animals that can that have those basic moods I mean I don't know if a peacock, mantis, shrimp has a wide range of moods and emotions but something like more complex like a dolphin or a pig which are highly intelligent creatures um if we could look at like their spectrum and be like do these colors affect their mood you know it's not just it's not just a food like a predator prey relationship as well
1: yeah it's it's not just purely kind of reactionary in terms of um yeah, like you said, uh, for survival or or yeah, food sources or whatever. It's not it's not related to just an, an instinct. There, it's yeah, like you said, it's it's more of an emotional kind of mood type thing. Obviously, emotion that's that's pushing it even further. But um, yeah, I get yeah, I get where you're going with it. It's kind of interesting to to think that. Obviously, color for us is is a, a strange one because I think um you know the whole thing of red meaning danger anger and all that that's i think that's more due to what we've been shown in the past that's that's what you learn you learn um what kind of certain colors mean green Mm -hmm. you know being go. green is a positive color green is like you know you see like exit signs in green all that kind of stuff you know if if everything was like kind of um flipped the other way we would probably feel very differently with, with colors, you know, if, if, if we always saw blue as danger from day one, then right, know, we yeah. would, we would yeah, maybe see, see blue and go, that's an angry color, you know? Um, right. So yeah, yeah, I can see and how, I, th- so, I know. How
5: yeah. I know McLaren. fish always sees red when um he goes to the couch and it's extra dirty and no one's cleaned it after he's had his way with it. <laughs> like no one cleans up after him. <laughs> i felt like that was such a a morgan joke to make and i felt like that i needed to make one in his I absence i felt like he was still so here in honor of him god god rest his soul even though he didn't die mm-hmm. but <laughs> no um i mean we can lay this article to rest i mean there's not too much in the article itself i mean it's it's fascinating but i think like with all these articles, like I've said every week, it just opens up more questions.
1: Oh, yeah. And I mean, I think you could go into color theory. Um, mm-hmm. You can link it to gaming. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, it's, it's just there's all kinds of different stuff. Um, yeah. Why certain yeah, colors are used for certain power ups, all this kind of thing. You know, color theory is just it's a yes. it's a deep, deep subject to get into, which uh, right. yeah, would we'll probably need about yeah. five other podcasts. Well, it's
5: actually... Mm-hmm. It's it's funny that you mentioned that. I think about I think it's about two months ago now. We actually had the um, the topic of mentioning like basically the color schematic and how it works with loot now. Just like how big that's become. Hmm. Like basically commons are just this dull color, and then you get up to like the the elite. You know, like whether it's the, like the ultra rare, whatever you want to call them, and like they're these vibrant colors that just come out at you. And uh, we actually had yeah. a we had a topic on that and i think it's it's such a huge thing in gaming too i mean it's something we've talked about like with fallout for example about how it's so you know brown and just like very plain colors and it just sets it sets that mood for post-apocalyptic where versus and i wish morgan was here because i know he'd attest to it you step into a game like world of warcraft or king kingdom of amalur or, you know, uh, even God of War, which there are so many colors happening, especially like something like Hyperlight Drifter, mm-hmm. where it just it puts you in such a specific mood in terms of the color palette. And that's such a huge thing in gaming. And I just I don't think, you know, like the casual gamer thinks about that as much like, oh, yeah, it's a pretty, beautiful game. But like the color palette is adding so much to this. And I don't think that's something the casual gamer thinks about as much. It's. It's interesting. I think there's there's so you know, much. They'll, there. Yeah,
1: they'll they'll just accept. that. you know, a lot of people will just accept that's the feel the game has. You know, they they may not kind of yeah actually kind of notice that it's the color specifically. They'll just take it. You yeah. know, it's the tone, the, the overall tone, whether it's setting, um, mm-hmm. sound wise, all that kind of stuff. I think you know. Yeah. But yeah, color. Color. I think obviously. Yeah, games that we play. The the main thing I think is is visuals. So I think it plays such a huge.
5: Yeah. Huge role, it's integral. It's I mean it's, yeah, it's yeah. integral, absolutely. um And for Josh, Josh to because he messaged this to us in the private chat, um he had met, mentioned Van Gogh. He meant Monet.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Getting my
5: <laughs> impressionists mixed up. That's all right. That's all good. Mm-hmm. I figured I I don't want I didn't want to leave you hanging on that. So no.
1: yeah, <laughs> you don't want angry messages coming? Yeah, in. I know. I'm the, not gonna the... listen to Champ <laughs> anymore. You guys suck. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, you guys yeah. don't know your art in, history. Yeah, Van yeah. Gogh's crew references is, is, is pretty rough online. Yeah, yeah, you, you don't oh, yeah. want to. I, I, you know, I, I wish I, I wish I had a witty name. Cutting your ear off,
5: and you know. for for Monet fans, like, mm. I, I, I have not, like witty name You know, like we have Monet chompers. Fans. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need a name for Monet. Today, I got nothing. Mm. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, so check an S on that. <laughs> Monet's monet's. I don't know. Yeah. But uh I mean Monet that, problems. That pretty much, mo, mo 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 money. Nah, I got no. Yeah. Monet that, mo problems.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's so bad and I love yeah. it. Um but yeah, that pretty much wraps up the Biobreak article. Um just fascinating, interesting stuff. Um and that pretty pretty much wraps up the show. I mean I just wanna I was going to ask Morgan, but since I'm hosting, I'm I'm just going to do it. I just wanted a brief minute to mention a game. Hey, brief minute to mention the game Minute, which is a game I actually played uh, this week. Uh, Josh had mentioned it um, last week to us. Mm -hmm. This is uh, a game. I'm going to let Josh take over and kind of describe it, but it it is a really fun game. Yeah, so why don't you tell us about
4: it, Josh? Give me 10 seconds to Google this, because... I didn't know you were okay. doing. this. I want to yeah, get the can, I'll, right developer I'll on here because I'm I'm sure, but I'm not sure enough to say it again yeah, after nah, the whole Monet thing. So.
5: I'll, I'll I'll just give a really quick background about it. Like basically, it's this it's this very basic looking game. It's a black and white game. Um, the The sound is very minimal. It's it's a Zelda like game. It's like the think the mm-hmm. original Zelda. But the catch of this game is that basically you have a minute to live and do all this stuff. So you have a yeah. minute. You go do the stuff, okay. and then you die. And then, not everything resets. So you do stuff, then you die, and then you come back. And then the stuff you've done is kind of like it. sans killing enemies. Everything is you've done is still done
4: essentially. Yeah. And you don't just spawn so anywhere. You've you un- in these a, safe a
1: door or something. Yeah. Right.
4: Well, it's it's essentially the same progression system as something like Dark Souls, but it's not your death is enforced. It's not like something you can get better at and oh just keep going through there. It's you've got a minute to do stuff, but it's essentially the same progress as Dark Souls where like you kill a boss, it's dead, you open open this shortcut to a pathway or something. That's still done. Um but but all the enemies come back. So, similar sort of a thing.
5: Yeah. Yeah, and it was yeah, it's, it was a, pretty interesting. It was a concept that you know I was like, ah, oh, this is gonna be super gimmicky and just like lame. Like I'm gonna be honest, I was not excited to play this game. Uh, I was like, you know what? Josh said it's short. Josh has been asking me to play all these games all the time, and I always just and like yeah, I'll do it, and then I never do it. So I was like, you know what? I'll just play this one, and I loved it. It was super fun. It was like I I to me is like playing. Like like if they took a concept of Braid, and then they mashed it with Legend of Zelda. Essentially, I don't know why I thought Braid. Maybe it's just like the kind of time manipulation puzzly thingy. But it it was not gimmicky at all. It was super fun. Um, It was just the right amount of challenging for how short of a game it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was it was quirky and super fun.
4: Yeah, it's it's really charming. Like they do a few things. To kind of play into the gimmick, but it's done so well that it's it's really great. Like, um for example, everything's kind of on a schedule, like each day. Like stuff will happen in order the same way. Um and fairly early on in the game, you're trying to figure out how to get somewhere, and uh there's a turtle sitting over there looking out at the sea, and you need to talk to mm-hmm. him and find out information about where you're going to do all this stuff, but he's a turtle. And so he talks so slowly that yeah. you just, you have to sit there. It's your entire life this time just to listen to what the turtle has to say. <laughs> and then you just drop dead after he finally gives you the information you need, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is, just, is, is it's so like, fun. Crazy things like that.
2: Yeah. hmm
5: Yeah. It's, I can imagine, yeah, fun. does it, does it get quite
1: like kind of more intense as you get kind of further on in the game where every second kind of counts because you're getting like, distance-wise, you're covering more ground yes. yeah, yeah, um, especially as you get though. further it- and further, so it's less exploration as you get further on because you yeah, start you, obviously yeah, memorizing routes and where you're going. And-
4: yeah, the last little bit there, yeah. you basically know where you're going but you have to figure out how to possibly get there because you, you start getting to places where it's just such a long distance that you have to just plan yeah. out your route perfectly in order yes. to actually have time to complete some of the stuff, which, yeah, it, it feels really good, like, it's it's not that way for big portions of the game. You're just you're exploring, you're having fun. Um, but then they'll they'll give you these challenges where that that time limit is really a restriction. Right. Exactly. Yeah. My my only
5: gripes and they're minor, very, very minor with the game was one, it wasn't long enough. Um I wanted more of the game, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But That being said, there's a bunch of additional content in there that I didn't do that would add to the longevity of the game. And it's all optional side stuff. Um, And that's kind of where my second gripe comes from. Is there some of that optional stuff? I had no idea how to do it at all. I didn't know what Mm. the hell was going on. Because one of the the goals in the game is kind of a side mission is there's this desert. And it's an quote-unquote endless desert. And you have to get these running shoes. And in order to get the running shoes, you have to buy them from a shop with coins. And the coins are super fucking hard to find. I found yeah, maybe they're three. They're just like hidden of them. all over
4: the world. Yeah. yeah,
5: they're super hard to find. Um, and you know what? That that it's minor because that's the point of the game. You know, like that's the point of those games is to search for those secrets. Um, it just felt to me like there's all this this content, and to find those coins to do these like the extra optional stuff that I wanted to do. Is such like a like it's such a barring gate. It's so mm-hmm. difficult to get past that. I suppose point yeah. When, when to...
1: there's a grind to yeah, there's a grind to do in in a lot of kind of RPGs where you you know like you said. I suppose you're collecting coins and stuff. But when you've yeah. got a time limit,
5: yeah, it, yeah.
1: I guess it, exactly. the pressure is kind of twofold there. Where yeah, I, I could see why. It could right. Turn, it just felt it felt off. very
5: gated. It just felt very gated. Mm-hmm. I guess is the best way I can word that. Which again, it's minor. Um, is I still had a ton of fun of the game with the game. I think it's maybe at most a two or three hour game if you just sit down with it. Um, it's it's super fun game, super charming. Um, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you suggested it, Josh. Actually, Fish, I Good. think it'd be because I know I don't know if, I don't know how much did you play much of the original Zelda or is it more of the newer ones?
3: Um, you're talking like Super NES. Yeah, like, yeah, no, original NES. NES. Yeah, like NES the NES. original NES, like NES one. Oh, if I've actually never played the original, original really? NES one, though.
5: No. Yeah, so it'd be interesting. Yeah. It'd be interesting to like, cause it's so Zelda esque. I'd be interested to mm-hmm. get here. It's, it's got a, I mean, like
4: since it's got a Link's Awakening sort of vibe to it as well. With the whole, it does, it does. Yeah, just mm. being set on a little island. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's cool, right?
5: Yeah. That sounds cool. Is
3: yeah, there
4: any like I mean, time
3: manipulation type of stuff? Or is it always a set it's, minute? It's it's always a
5: set minute.
4: You can it always is. You can choose um, to kill yourself at any point. Like if you realize you're not gonna be able to make a oh, run okay. or something, ah, you can just okay. restart from the thing. So like you're not stuck there for the full minute. As I mean it's, it's not a big deal. It's it's only a minute. It's not right. like you're gonna be stuck for too long, but yeah, you can you can start over if you realize you, you wanna be able to Go somewhere farther away than you can actually make it. So,
5: yeah, that's cool. Yeah,
4: I think you'd like it. I mean, it's a short game.
5: Uh, it's, I mean, I even if you put a half an hour into it, it'd be interesting for us to talk about. I think, like, to just get your opinion, especially since you've never play, played the original Zelda, which is, I mean, it makes sense. I hadn't played it until like maybe five years ago, so I get
2: it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, okay,
5: well, that's that's all. I mean, like, uh, jason or fish or josh or any ga- games in particular you guys want to mention that you've been playing this week that like you got to get off your chest i think we're going to save before before i let you guys say anything i think we're going to save destiny or not destiny jesus christ detroit <laughs> <laughs> detroit for um next week because i know morgan really wanted to talk about that game um he beat it yep um but he wanted to talk about it um and uh, I, I just I just delved into the demo, and I know, Josh, you've played it. Fish, I don't know if you had any time with it, but we'll delve into it another week when we have time,
2: mm-hmm.
5: um, when Morgan's here, so we can all talk about it. Did you play, have you played Detroit at all, Jason? Or no? Just give you a quick No, it, I don't know. It doesn't, it didn't really, from what I've seen, it, it
1: didn't seem like too much my type of game yeah i mean is it kind yeah. of along the same vein of like heavy rain kind of game yeah it's the same yeah on. it's the same i mean yeah, i do like story driven yeah. games but i i get pretty frustrated with quick time event based games and if it's yeah, that it's, type of thing which it's, is it's, what i kind of mm-hmm. what i've seen is i get a bit frustrated yeah, with that.
4: everything is a quick time event in the game like yeah opening a door is a quick time event so yeah yeah yeah, yeah that, just that, that think would, like yeah.
5: think nah. like think heavy rain meets la noir and that's pretty much what that game is okay mm, yeah sort of yeah
1: i mean the thing is if if story-wise it was enough to kind of you know drive me along to to finish it then yeah i'd probably you know i could probably get into it but the story has got to be pretty good for a game like that to work for me because yeah. it's you know that's fair. otherwise i feel like you know i'd read a book or watch a movie so
2: that's fair. Um, yeah. that's fair. Yeah.
1: That's fair. Yeah. I know, I know that's quite a kind of a sweeping comment to make for that type <laughs> of game, but you know, I know no, I, mean, I get for, it. for some people. Yeah. The, the, you know, um, kind of the whole decision based game, you know, where it's, it's all about, you know, the, the kind of um, pushing the story along because of your decisions and what, what you choose to say and do, you know, I, I think that's great, but I prefer that kind of tied into kind of, uh, you know, something like the witcher I'm not saying action based but something yeah. Yeah, like Witcher, mass effect you know i know mass effect kind of played around with that idea and didn't really deliver what we were all yeah. expecting but that's another thing entirely um but yeah. yeah so yeah to me it's it's not really my my to be very british not my cup of tea
5: mm-hmm. yeah no, it's, i want some tea but no, yeah, you're I, I get it. I get it. Like uh the telltale games fall on that same thing. And a lot of people don't like the telltale games because they're like, yep. if I wanted to watch a movie, I'd watch a movie. I get it. There's nothing wrong with that. So you play. Some people are like, if I sit down to play a game, I want to play a game. If I wa- want to sit down and watch a movie. I want to watch a movie. Yeah. And I don't think yeah. that's exactly what you're saying, but yeah together.
1: no i mean it depends i mean because like yeah telltale stuff i think they they take it a different way because uh, they have, i think they have a bit more fun with it so
4: yeah
1: um i think it that's depends true. on on it, it yeah depends on a lot of stuff
2: yeah i, yeah. I could yeah, enjoy I get, it. that's the yeah, thing i, I, I are... guarantee
1: if i got into it i could probably enjoy detroit if i really kind of sunk some time into it and, and gave it a chance i probably would enjoy it but it would it would take me a good while to kind of get into it i think and it's it's another um, game to buy yeah but yeah. 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 But yeah. Now I've I've um I've just been getting back into um playing Fallout 4. Um mm. recently, just starting from from scratch on that. I think it was yeah, just um yeah, my brother had bought me a copy of it. Um That's cool. And yeah, so and with the whole kind of Fallout stuff you know coming up with E three and all that kind of thing, I thought, yeah, I really wanted to get get into playing that. Aside Do from you that yourself I'm, extra hyped for E three yeah 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 i've been playing shadow of the colossus the the latest version um Mm. dipping into that again as well kind of taking my time with it this time obviously yeah just when i when i feel like i just just take down one of one of the one of the bosses and then that's like yeah i'm kind of done for the evening and then i'll play play something else just yeah Kind of chill out That's and play good. that. I
5: think. Yeah, yeah. Fun. I cram. I I cram that game, and I kind of wish I didn't. I wanted to cram it for the podcast because you know, I mean, we we don't always have the time to you know just sit down and absorb games slowly. Mm. Um, as much as we yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to really get into it. That, so that, that you can was actually one, talk about it. Yeah, that was right, and that was one of those games I wish I would have sat down with a little bit more. And I also wish I would have had the English version instead of the Japanese version. But um. yeah. It's it's a great game, regardless of how little to, how mm. much I crammed it. It's a great game, and I think you're doing it absolutely right. Just kind of sitting down and just making yeah, it. Yeah, because I played the
1: original. I didn't play the previous remake or mm-hmm. whatever yeah, they I called it. PS3 one, um, yeah, remaster, yeah, um, HD, whatever thing that they did. Um, yeah. 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 So yeah, I loved the original, but I plowed through that thing. I you know within like two days, I was done with it and but I loved yeah. like every single second of that. Um But yeah, this time yeah. I kind of, um yeah, I just wanted to, you know, if I feel like just not even taking on any of the, the colossi, I just go for a run around on, on the horse, try and see if I can find any cool little areas that I haven't discovered before. Mm-hmm. Even if there's literally nothing cool. there, there's no gameplay value to, to doing it. It's, I, I just, uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. one of those games. It's just visually, it's stunning. So, so yeah, yeah. I just dip it's, into that from time to time in between game. playing like destiny and um. Yeah, Destiny Two cool. Fallout, and that's on rotation at yeah. the moment.
5: That's fair. Well, that that new Destiny expansion is coming out soon, and Fish may be sucked back in. And if he is, you know who to call. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I Ghostbusters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm. 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 I'm getting a bit of Destiny fatigue, to be honest, and hmm. I. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll see. I'll see how the, the, the yeah. expansion goes, but I've been almost ready to drop it completely, and I wouldn't be surprised. I, at, I, but... think,
2: I
5: think that's a few months too late, but you know what? It's better late than never. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not talking What's shit Fish on Destiny. Saying? I'm not talking shit on the Destiny the franchise. I'm talking shit on Destiny 2. Okay. Yeah.
3: Honestly, I haven't even seen the, uh, the reveal of their next expansion. Um, what? That's how much interest I have in Destiny 2 at this point. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I- I've been taking it easy on video games. Like, the last game I actually did play was Sea of Thieves with Josh and one of our
5: uh, friends. Um, yeah.
3: But other than that, like, you know, two or three hours with Sea of Thieves, I'm good for the week. <laughs> at this point there there's not that many games right now that are sticking out to me it took me like last week i was telling myself i was like all right i'm gonna play detroit and hopefully have that game beat within a few days um so i can have a a full kind of critical eye on it yeah but um yeah i went the whole week and then it was just yesterday that i started it um so, like, I'm, like, in no hurry to play any games at this point because none of them really that. are sticking out to me, but, mm-hmm. um... Yeah. Um, I, I, I do want to kind of... Yeah, yeah especially E3. Like, there's yeah. so much on the horizon that you get to look forward to. It's hard to, like, just pick up a game right now. Yeah,
1: and it's hard to get pumped about the same kind of old stuff that, yeah, when there's when there's so it's much true. cool. It's true. You kind of want to cleanse the palette the horizon.
5: before... Yeah, exactly. You just you want to release everything in your brain. You just want to be open-minded to everything that's going to happen because this is obviously the most exciting time of the year for gamers. Clearly, obviously, I don't have to tell mm-hmm. you guys this. You guys, we all know this. The listeners and the yep, hosts, yep. we all know that it's the most exciting time. Trailers out the ass, boost, Trailers. Babes. trailers. Uh, you know what? That would be. Yep. Oh. That'd be a very very weird <laughs> pornography film. If uh, basically, (laughs) instead of the money shot, just someone's about to finish, and then uh, trailer for whatever, movie or video game, (laughs) and that's that's, that's the end. (laughs) Here comes the money shot. shot. (laughs) Uh, uh, uh,
3: (laughs) In a world.
1: (laughs) See, that's how the Metroid Prime 4 logo should have been shown. It's like... They just get to, they get to it, they get to it, boom logo. That would be brilliant.
5: Uh, I think that would be. I got your
3: pizza here, man. I,
1: I, okay. In the, in this in this case, I do not want to see the Doom Two version because that shit's gonna go no. like, <laughs> far too extreme.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like, oh, I'm about to come, and then you hear the the nine string guitar go. The trailer just starts. and That's. Doom guy it's comes be a in, cuts asshole in half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh
5: god! Look what you've done, fish. really's <laughs> out the ass. Hmm. No, you're good. Please continue. No, Morgan would love this. I know he would. Yeah, mm-hmm. he'd have a fucking field day. So I got to make sure it's a field day. <laughs> okay, well, fair. You're taking a break, and I get that. I mean, we all we we play a lot of games here, especially during. Christmas time there's not a lot out, so you're taking time to decompress for E three, so nothing around with that. Um Right, right. Yeah. What about you, Josh? Anything in particular besides Minute?
4: Uh, still working my way through Detroit. Wanna finish that. Um hmm. Not sold on it yet. I've been more impressed than I expected to be going into it. Like hmm. I was expecting yeah. quite a train wreck and um. yeah I mean it hasn't been that but it's it's been train wreck adjacent so far so
5: <laughs> what's the adjacent of a train wreck <laughs> a telephone pole falling on the uh, tracks and
1: someone's trying to or is it like the car driving alongside the train wreck and any mm-hmm. second it might just like veer off and just join yes, the train at, and... at
4: any moment at any moment go. The driver of that car could decide that that train is his way out. And, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just jump <laughs> yeah. right into it. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay. Train wreck adjacent. There we mm-hmm. go. That's your description. You heard it here first. That's a Chomcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, not, not entirely sold on Detroit yet. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Well, is we'll there anything else in particular?
4: Yeah, um,. I mean a few small things we mentioned a minute before. Um, mm. I haven't had a chance to start it yet, but Overload just came out, which is by mm. the guys who made the Descent games way, yes. way back. Old, old PC, 3D shooters. Like they were mm. actually 3D, 3D because you were playing as like a you. You were in like mines, like asteroid mines. Mm. Um, yeah. So they. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I think I know. Yeah. Yeah. They were. I think I know. What... The game you're
4: talking about. Yeah, a very, very unique series that just just died off because they were way too hard to process what was actually going on because you were, you, you know, in completely 3D space, and so they never really caught on. But I always enjoyed them, so the, the new one of those just came out. and uh, Cool. Looking forward to getting into that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That, that sounds
5: cool. Yeah. yeah um, when does it come out?
4: Oh, it came out? Last Tuesday? I'm not, oh, okay, not sure exactly. the exact date, but it's, it's oh, already so it's out. Down. I just haven't had a chance to play it because I've been trying to finish up Detroit before That's I right. get into That's anything right. else. You said that.
5: That's right. You said that. I don't know why I already forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's late. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's 12.30 in yeah, the it's morning. Yeah, it's been going
1: on too. <laughs>
5: <laughs> now, now I know how you guys feel because like, I'm always like, spry and ready to go because it's morning here and... It's really late for you guys, and now it's the inverse. It's late as shit here. Now I understand what you guys go through every <laughs> week. Yeah. But that's cool. You're, you're going to have to update us when whenever you get to it in the next week or two. I imagine you'll probably yeah. get to it here in probably about two weeks. But it sounds interesting to say the <laughs> least.
2: Yeah. Fair
5: enough. Well, I think that's actually going to about do it. I, I mean, we, um, we hit the topic of the show. We hit... Um, our E3 predictions, we hit the polls, we hit the bio break article, and then we talked about fish's couch again somehow. And we managed to, um, <laughs> we managed to fit in a few last minute talk of the random games we've been playing. So, um, personally, I want to thank Jason for joining us. Uh, thank you again, Jason. Um, it's always no a problem. pleasure to have you on yeah, the show. It's been fun. It's nice. Be to awesome. Sorry if I've
1: dragged anything out. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah no no you didn't drag anything out man it's awesome you definitely added to the conversation and uh we cool. always love having you on the show um and before i forget if you guys want any work done by jason jason where can they <laughs> find you
1: um victory um so yeah or just search victory overall you'll either get some weird bible passages or you'll find my website <laughs> um
4: either way you can't go wrong
1: yeah yeah it's a good weekend uh, basically if you haven't found graphic designer then that's not me um yeah so victory um or just search victory overall on social media places you'll probably find me
5: yeah but yeah yeah and his his website, I'm going to tell you guys right now, um, I remember, like I said, when I discovered him first on Upwork, Upwork, Josh. Um, that, so it's not Updog? Uh, it, not Updog. Not Updog, okay. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> no, but I, when I first found him, like found his site, it was super cool. It's an awesome-looking site. So if you guys need any graphic design work done, hit him up. He does great work, and you guys know that, except the, uh, what is it, 23% of you, whatever, yeah, whatever man, number those,
2: those guys 27. Can
5: awesome <laughs> <also>. <laughs> filthy heathens nah, nah it's all good I love you guys we love you guys um, but also just quick quick reminder you can find us on any of the social media sites we have the Instagram run by Morgan we have the Twitter which is haphazardly run by me because I can't stand Twitter but I just do it anyways uh, we got a Facebook that's basically defunct at this point but we're still there um, we have the yeah. YouTube which but we have what if you like us there everyone will know that's right all however many <laughs> likes we have there um we have the youtube which basically has 15 minute clips of our shows our episodes if you ever want to share it with somebody to try and get them into the sword chomp brand um we have both the podcasts obviously we have the chomp cast and we have the new evoking the sublime which hopefully i'm working on getting the second interview arranged so hopefully that's going to be happening in the next week or two Um, so I'm working on that exciting stuff. You can find those both at the website Mm -hmm. www.sorchomp.com. If you want to email us, we love to read emails on the podcast, uh, sorchomp at gmail.com. And Mm -hmm. last, the last thing is if you feel like supporting us, if you want us to get out some t shirts, some uh, personalized hats, or a nice couch cushion cover um yeah, so or if you'd
4: like fish <laughs> to have his own chair <laughs>
5: that's right yeah <laughs> look us up um Sir chomp at patreon and uh there are we have four different tiers there um whatever you guys want to do there so again we want to thank you guys for uh tuning in to listen to us uh it was a really great show this week um and it was a little jarring because i was uh basically the host of the last third of it after coming in late (laughs) due to time zone confusion but uh thank you guys for tuning in all the less uh, we love you guys and as always uh have a good week of gaming take care guys